7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah. Who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's what where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, worldwide radio for humans, whilst I have a mouthful of pot pie. <laughs> uh, no, it's nothing too wow. fancy. It's out of the it's out of the freezer. Don't you worry. Susan uh, Susan is going to see her sister for her birthday um at Crapplebee's. Susan didn't pick the place. Um and so I'm left to fend for myself. Uh so, you know, hey, 8 minutes in the microwave and I got me some, got myself a nice flaky pot pie. And the and Timby wants some, but he's not getting any. I might let him lick the foil thing. Huh. Uh, well, not foil. It's actually cardboard because it was in the microwave. But anyway, welcome to the program. Welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C. Hello. Hi, everybody. I'm back. I'm you back. Are. I'm not you a are. sobbing ball of tears, but I'm back. Well, it has not been an easy time for any of us, isn't that right, Joe Santorso, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City? Uh, no, <laughs> it hasn't yeah. been. And each of us are dealing with it in our own way. And, um, and so it's, some of us are taking things harder than others. And, you know, it's, uh, cause it's, you know, it's just the manifestation that last week was the manifestation of everything ugly about the Trump brand GOP. It's, it's, it's all everybody's worst nightmares, like come to fruition, you know, mm-hmm. and there you go. <clears throat> so uh you know it's um i i honestly would like to think that this is gonna have a giant effect on the midterms but i'm not confident of anything anymore you know i mean i i'm i'm confident you know i used to be confident that common sense would prevail but in trump's america um common sense is is nothing you know my my buddy mort uh, from my old band, of course, also helped dig the fire pit. He posted um, a, a, a thing on um, on Facebook, uh, a little meme, and it said, there's two kinds of Trump supporters, billionaires and idiots. Check your bank account and see which one you are. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, and his dad, yes. of course, is, I'm not either. Well, you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> Um, because if you think Probably Trump's, sort of. if yeah. you think Trump's doing anything for you, uh, you know, I mean, or if you think it's worth what Trump will do for you to sac- to, and then to sacrifice, um, what we've all worked towards, well, the progress all of us have worked towards in this country. If you can fucking sleep at night because you think you're going to get a few extra dollars in your bank account as, as a successful, you know, 
Because, you know, Mort's dad is pretty well-to-do. He's not a billionaire, of course. But, um, you know, if you think it's it, that outweighs the suffering of, of you know, untold millions of other people, namely women, uh, minorities, LGBTQ individuals, you know, if, if you can sleep at night, well, I'm glad I'm not you because I wouldn't like that kind of existence at all. I couldn't, you know. Heavy sigh. Yeah. So, um, we, we might as well uh, we might as well discuss it now because Rain, you you've obviously probably had a lot of things you wanted to say over the course of you know the end of last week in this weekend. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I I you know just start anywhere you like. Uh, first off, I, I do want to apologize to, to our listeners that I literally, not even figuratively, I literally could not do the show last Friday. Um, and I know, you know, part of it, part of it is that I know that you, Ken, didn't want to talk about, which is fine. This is not a judgment. It's not a mm-hmm. judgment statement. I knew that I couldn't go into last Friday's show and not talk about what happened. Yeah, last I, week. Yeah, I, I was so angry, and I and I I made it known how angry I was about what was going on that I just thought it would be a toxic show and everybody would tune out. You know. Yeah, I, I just I know myself well enough to know that even if I could have pulled myself together, there's no way that I could have done three hours and not talk about it. Yeah. That's me and, you know, you and Joe and, and Bob, who's here on Fridays. Bob, not just here on Fridays. He's here with me freaking every day. <laughs> Y'all know me well enough to know there's no way I could have done that. But um, after Susan... Co- See, here's the thing. Can you all bear with me for a minute? After Susan Collins gave her speech, I, I knew... I knew what Joe Manchin was going to do. I, I had a feeling what he was going to do all along. It's Joe Manchin. But um, Susan Collins put me over the edge. And it's not because Susan Collins is a woman. Because I feel like she might be getting... There's a lot of people who go after her saying, you're a woman, you should know better. Mm-hmm. She's Susan Collins. She's who he is. Or she is. Sorry. Um I wrote this I wrote this on Monday and I'm going to repeat it here that I was hopeful until the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ashamed of that. I was hopeful until the end. And even when I knew when I knew the hope was for naught, I was upset. And I was okay cuz it was like, all right, you can be hopeful, but you know what's going to happen, right? When when Susan Collins began to speak, it, I I found myself having a panic attack. And I couldn't figure out why. I mean, literally, like, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just crying. It was just like I couldn't breathe. And uh, I, I couldn't understand why she felt, why she felt that she had to drag the trauma that myself and millions of other women were going through for close to an hour when she knew she was a no right from the start that speech that she gave at 3 p.m on friday was practiced she knew she knew she was going to be a no oh yeah um 
And so basically she turned a two-letter word into, for myself, a mean and cruel trigger, triggering of what so many women, of, of so many women that were not believed. And I felt like in the end, she just gave all of us one more punch in the gut. Mm-hmm. And and it was at that point where it, 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 she didn't have to do that. She she just could have she could have earlier in the day said I'm a no. But instead she gave this huge speech. And and she decided to be like, I'm just going to be a Trumpster, and I'm going to be the woman who he can use as my shield. And I, I feel like it, it's disgusting. What yes. she did is disgusting. Yeah. She so. just she just had to be an asshole, uh, you know, to top off everything else. She just had to be an asshole about it. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's I, fucked I up and wrong. I couldn't do Friday. It, I, I really, I mean, I even tried to listen to the show at certain points. I joined the chat room, but in the end, it was like, you know what? I I need to go and take care of myself. I need to rest. I need to go to sleep. I need yeah. to pretend this isn't happening. That man should not be on the Supreme Court. No, no, oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, it, it, the the basically between Friday and today, it's just kind of been a cool down period because you know, like I said, if I would have talked about it, you you've heard me on this show when I'm pissed off about something, and I vowed never to do that again. You know, because I think listeners deserve better than me ranting and raving and freaking out all night. Uh, because I don't think it's good for my health, and I don't think it's good for anybody else's. So I think. Yeah, and I, I think don't think the show would have done any good if no. y'all heard me crying. Yeah, and I, I and I think it's I think it's wise because I know Joe, you, I, I I you don't have to tell me twice when you're angry about something, and it's not that I'm you know. It's that I. It's not that it's offensive or anything to me. It's like I understand your passion, and no, and I. I don't think you know. I think it just would have been. I don't know. I, I don't know if you're in the same boat as me. I think you might have mentioned something like this before, but I'm sure I would have said things that I. I probably would have regretted. Yeah, I would have said something. I don't want to say something that I'm thinking, so I won't say it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the I, thing I am, is, I am FBI, FBI visit material. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am so angry. You've only, you personally, you and Rain, have only known me to be angry a few times. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of it was personal, you know, things I don't discuss on the air. Yeah. I'm slow to anger, but right now, I'm at a point where I shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the reasons why. And here's here's something. I, I do want to point this out. <laughs> like you guys didn't know this. Um, I, I'm, I'm the girl person on this show. You know, so I know, and we've discussed this in our chat. I know that when Ken and Joe, they're angry, they also know when I'm angry. What happened last Friday was devastation to me. Mm-hmm. It really, honestly, and it, it was just like there was anger. And I'm not trying to outdo anybody. Please no. know that. But there was oh, I don't take serious, it as that at all. 
there was serious just anger. Absolutely not. And on top of it, there was literally utter devastation. Um, where I just felt like I still feel I, it's still really hard to put to words. My Monday blog, I couldn't put to words everything that I've been feeling, but there was devastation. And and, and again, I say this. Um, it didn't have to be that way. When I knew hope was lost, all Susan Collins had to do was say no. Two letters. N-O. Instead, we got nearly an hour of her mansplaining. Mm-hmm. Mansplaining why she is going to, to say yes to this motherfucker. Completely ignoring completely ignoring Dr. Ford's testimony. And and by, by Sunday, when she said, oh, I believe that she was abused and assaulted, I just don't think that it was Brett. Which, there, the evidence for that is <laughs> what, again? None. There's none. When, when, what was it, Dick? No, it was Leahy. It was Patrick Leahy who asked Dr. Ford. Do you believe it was Brett Kavanaugh? Dr. Ford said 100%. To have Susan Collins come out and say, I just don't, I just don't think it was him. This is like a really twisted version of what happened to Anita Hill. Anita Hill, they just mocked her. In this situation, they were like, yes, I really do believe that she was assaulted. But she's confused. And um, I, I, I can just say I hope the GOP rots in hell. And oh. Susan Collins can go to fucking hell. I, I concur. She can go to fucking hell, in my opinion, at this point. She really can. I'll give you an amen Mansion for that. Amen! Amen! <laughs> Mansion wasn't a surprise to me. It, he's no. Joe Mansion. Susan yeah. Collins wasn't really a surprise to me either but it was her one hour speech that was disgusting yeah mm-hmm. and it was it, painful and it was like she was putting alcohol into a wound that just barely started healing mm-hmm. and so i'm sorry that i couldn't be there for everybody on on friday i i well, just i couldn't no, uh, i just I, couldn't i don't think uh, uh, again it was it was my decision, you know, to say we can't, I can't I can't do a show about that, you know. I mean, because again, it was a fresh wound, you know, and uh, I I had to check out. I had to, you know, I had to do something else. I've kept my mind occupied with so many different things this, you know, the last three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know. Um, and I just, you know, today was the first time I came around and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start looking for audio. I'm still fucking pissed. I still hate every fucking person who supports Trump or Kavanaugh. They're all fucking horrible people. Whatever, whatever ugly excuse or reason they can come up with to support him. You're, you're disqualified from being relevant in my, in, you know. In my world, you know, um, or in the in the in the clean world, I should say, a little reference to Blazing yeah. Saddles, because they're wholly <laughs> indecent. They're wholly indecent. 
You know, there there's nothing there's nothing redeemable. They've gutted uh you know, well let, let me play a quick bit of audio because uh there there were two Republicans on with um I think with Ari Melber. I think it was Ari Melber on um uh MSNBC, Jennifer Rubin and Tom Nichols. They had a, a, a running bet for a while. And um, and and here they're they're talking about the GOP. It's only a minute and twenty seconds. I have had a little bit of a friendly argument with Tom going on for a number of months. Um, my position being that the Republican part was not redeemable. So unfortunately, I did win that argument. Um, but uh, welcome Tom, to the will outs- you, Tom. Will you say here on national television I- that Jennifer won? Jennifer won the argument. I, Jennifer and I, for well over a year, have been having this discussion about is it go. is it salvageable? I just Jennifer, wanted to, I just wanted to right. confirm that. Jennifer, go on. Tom is a gentleman, and honest as the day is long. So thank you for that, Tom. But in all seriousness, um, the things that attracted Tom and I to the Republican Party 20, 30 years ago: free trade, robust immigration, a values-based leadership in the world, respect for facts, um, a certain dignity, a certain humility, a certain style of governance is completely gone in the Republican Party. In fact, they attack all of those things that I just outlined. Mm. So for us to stick around in a party which is not only intellectually bereft, but as Tom says, has kind of become mean-spirited and nasty and cruel, quite frankly, in the way they behave towards um, victims of uh, sexual uh, assault and sexual abuse. Um, Really, it's not a a party I want to have anything to do with. And the question for people like Tom and I is, where do we go? And that's going to be the challenge for us, the challenge for the parties, and maybe for a third-party candidate mm. in 2020. Uh, yeah, go third-party, all you conservatives. Uh, please do that. Uh, that'll that'll be good for the Trump call. Oh, that's my favorite new sound effect, by the Ooh. way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he, here's the thing. Where, where do they go? Really, at this point, they become independents because there is no... There is no third party. I've said no. this for years. If you want to have a third party, you need to start getting it organized after every freaking election. Oh yeah. Where's the Where's the Green Party? It's just going to become the 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 little kind of mosquito every yeah. year that it always yeah. is. I mean, what? So the, the, yeah, the Green Party's. Ne- I mean, it's never the same. The Green Party reflects the, whoever is decidedly the person who's running for the Green Party. They're never the same. You know, was Ralph right. Nader the same as um, well, um, Der Commissar, um, whatever her name was? Um, oh, Jill. Jill. Jill Stein. Jill you know? Stein. I mean, it, completely different, you know, representing completely different things. Um, you but know, what, what's going to happen, and, and this is my prognostication, is, you know, they can become independents, and, and it's good. If they're leaving the party, that's good become independents because the reality is is that independents are not flocking towards the Republican party no they're they're just not and and the, the GOP right now is shrinking yeah so I take and, hope in that yeah and uh, the one unfortunate statistic I'm not hearing Joe is that independents are running to the Democratic side either what? <laughs> No, I think what's happening. First of all, I don't believe in independence. Uh, they're like, 
they're like the sky god to me. <laughs> you Unic- know, unicorns. Yeah, no such such things. I mean, I mean, there's people who call themselves independents because they don't want to call themselves Republicans, but they always vote fucking Republican. So I don't believe in them. Uh, there's a lot of people that just don't follow politics. Um, maybe a few of those you may call those independents if you want to. Ignorant pendants. Right now, you know. Right now, I, I, you know, they talk about tribes. We've always had tribes. You know, all I can say is I'm proud to be on the tribe I'm on. I mean, I have not read an article. Well, I can't say I haven't read a whole newspaper. I haven't looked at cable TV Mm -hmm. since Colin's speech. And I don't know when I'm going to go back to it. I'm surprised at how many of my friends are doing this are in the same boat. Yeah, you mentioned that. You mentioned that in the same the same thing at at my workplace. You know, it's it, you know most of my uh, female coworkers uh, in in the administrative offices are very vocal about politics and the and in a very markedly anti-Trump. And it's been nothing but silence about that, about Kavanaugh. Well, I can't, if I could I'm, jump. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I um I was able to go back to my old neighborhood this weekend. My old neighborhood. I make it sound like it's way across the country, and it it does in in certain ways. It does feel that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I got, you know, we went back for a little while to visit friends, our neighbors, literally our neighbors. And most of them, they're government employees. So they can't online or anywhere kind of tell you where they are politically. Sure. But all of them, all of them were like, Rain, what the fuck? And I know one particular couple really good people i just they're friends they're not just neighbors they're friends they they just looked at us and like what what the fuck i i can't i can't even begin to think about voting for a democrat or a republican again Mm -hmm. and when we met them five years ago they're republicans and i take i take comfort in that i have another you know another friends of ours um well we hung out in their living room and we couldn't curse because the, the daughters were around. So I, I'm going to take hope in some of this. Yeah. I, I, I understand what Joe is saying when he says that um, he doesn't believe in independence. I do understand that. But it, what I do believe is that you cannot remain a majority party if you're bleeding members. Mm-hmm. And for every public member who says, I am leaving the Republican Party, there are many, many unknown people, people like all of us here on this show, who are yeah. saying, I, I can't I can't vote Republican anymore. They just, well, they just can't. I never started, so uh, I'm, I got a good... good uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. But, but Joe, I want you to finish your thoughts on this, though, about uh, people unplugging and checking out after this. Yeah, I was just surprised talking to my friends, male and female, who in uh, over the days, you know, talking to them on the phone and 
meeting them in person. How many of them said they can't watch television anymore? They, you know, I mean, they watch Netflix. You know, they don't watch cable news anymore. I think part of that is, you know, it it's almost feels like the day after that fucking Nazi got elected to, to president. Yeah, the day after the election. Only worse. Only worse because that was a that was an assault on everybody. This was a, an assault on women. Mm. This was cruel. This this was and, and and the subsequent days up until today. The rubbing it in, the victory laps, and the cable news covering this mm-hmm. yeah. victory lap. That that scornful way that they they take victory and shove it down our fucking throats and down women's throats, women who suffered, women I know, women who are my relatives who have suffered these things, and I know rain, you know, and and, and many, I mean, it's almost like like like. Dr. Mengele. I mean, it's almost it's 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 almost criminal the way they perform. Well, it to me it is criminal, Joe. And I and that's why people can't watch this. It's like watching a uh, uh, it's like like watching a, a torture flick. Sure, you snuff know? film. A snuff film. Yeah, that's what it's like. You turn on cable TV. It's I feel like I'm watching snuff films. Yeah, and they're snuffing out women's rights. They're you snuffing know, out women's women's experiences. They're denying that it's happening, and, well, and they're, they're trying walking. to. Well, the only the only thing that gives me courage is the courage of the women that came forward. Women like you, Rain, who talk about it, who who come on and say, "Look, I know what this is like, but we're going to stand together." Yeah, it's the only thing that gives me courage because I I, I've given up. Yeah. I, I really have. I, I we want need to say, you in the fight, brother. We need you. Um, I just want to say, uh, if anybody goes to brettkavanaugh.com, you're in for a, a treat. It's now a resource site for sexual assault survivors. So, brettkavanaugh.com. Um, I'm, I'm glad somebody picked up that fucking domain. Mm-hmm. And, and you know... But, uh, but yeah, so anyway... Uh, we got to go to the break. Um, we're we're gonna. We're, I got some more audio on this. I got some hopeful stuff. Uh, hey, when things get real low, we got to go real high, and we found some Obama audio. Oh, so, sweet God. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and run to the break. Uh, listen to a little bit of Hair Wolf, and when we come back, uh, I'll explain why I'm using uh, this. <gasps> And other stuff. Isn't that great? Uh, I love that sound. What? Oh, oof. Uh, but yeah, we'll be right back uh, with some President Obama and the explanation of that after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth, it's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And I want to tell everybody something that's going on that I discovered, I've uh, been discovering over the last couple weeks, is my volume slider on my mixer... I believe is failing. So every once in a while, you might hear me opening a can <laughs> or clearing my throat. Uh, and, and I apologize for that. I need to figure out what the hell's going on with this. Uh, I might just have to clean it out, get it some canned air and, and blow in there. And, and maybe, you know, there might be some kind of dust keeping the slider from going all the way down. I have no idea. But my apologies if there if you hear me yelling at a cat or again clearing the the phlegm out of my uh, my my pipes uh, or whatever. But uh, yeah, so anybody any any every anybody every way. Uh, anyway, everybody, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Uh, Joe. Uh, thank, thank you. <laughs> no, you won't. You're muted. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Ooh, yes. I didn't yes. hear you at all. Uh, so no. your mute works. I might have to start using this fucking Skype. No, I can't use the Skype mute because everything goes through Skype. So all over. Uh, no, 
Well, actually, yeah, you guys wouldn't be able to hear anything that's going on during a break if I muted with Skype. That's what would happen. Uh, so anyway, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., welcome back to the program. <coughs> Rain? Ooh! <laughs> uh, her mute works, works really well, well, too. It so, does. Yeah. But uh, maybe, maybe she's not back from the break. I'm not sure. Um... But uh, anyway, well, I'll tell you the origin of this goofy little thing. Uh, ooh. Ooh. I, I was watching some video on, on YouTube, and this guy just, he, he, and he kept using that sound ooh. in it. And I was like, what is that little oof noise? And I was like, I think I remember that from a video game that maybe one of my nephews played or something. And I think that's exactly what it was. Ooh. It's a video. Well, I know that's exactly what it was because I tracked it down. It was from a video game that's like ten years old or something, uh, ten or eleven years old, called Roblox. And when your when your little guy dies in Roblox, he goes Ooh. and he's dead. Uh, so <laughs> and you start over. You start over. It's not graphic or anything. It's 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 a kitty type game. But basically, you when you're you know, if you if your guy uh, if your turn is over. Ooh. Before you respawn, that's the noise you make. And oh, rain's back. So (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I I literally just ate dinner. I was like, I'm gonna shovel this down. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it. Well, yes, I just explained that this comes from that comes from a video game called Roblox, and and I love it. It's just (laughs) it's just so goofy sounding. Kind of how I felt Friday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that's when Susan Collins uh, stabbed us all in the back, you know, twisted the knife, you know. Um, so, See, I'm sorry I wasn't here when you came back. I literally, I, I was making this beautiful potato al gratin ooh. from scratch, ooh. and everything happened <laughs> where it was supposed to be done at 6.30, and ooh. And, and then, ooh, okay. yeah, I get you. It was done at seven. So Bob, Bob actually cooked the um, steak, the bacon rack steak tenderloins. Ooh, nice! Mm. And that was our dinner. Fancy pants. Look at you. Look at you. It was Aldi. Well, still, Aldi has good food. No, I'm just saying it's yeah. a, it's a it's a nice menu. It's a nice menu. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I'll tell you what. I had a frozen pot pie, and boy, was it frozen e pot pie. So, <laughs> what was it? Was it Marie Callender? Uh, no. So, <laughs> oh. Marie Callender actually does have a good frozen pot pie, though. Um, yes, they do. No, this was one of the oversized banquet ones, uh, which is oh, good. Okay. It's not as buttery as the Marie Callender's crust, but it's it's pretty good. I dealt right. with it. Uh, so anyway, uh, as promised, we do have some good audio uh, from some good people. And I want to start off with President Obama, um, and basically he did a he did a video for uh, now this. I've two videos from now this, and uh, the first one is our last human president, Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, oh, it's funny. Somebody I forget it was it Scooter Scooter or somebody or Livin. I can't remember. Somebody was typing, and they they referred to my dad as Kenya. He said, "Hey, Kenya," and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> this." Uh, they're like, "A spell check is going to be the end of me." But I, I like that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go as Kenya Pick from now on uh, on the show, <laughs> uh, in honor of President Obama. But yeah, so uh, uh, this is uh, President Obama answering the question: Will America be okay? 
after all this. And I found it um, helpful. Well, I think America will be fine as long as people of goodwill across the political spectrum participate and make sure that they vote. When people vote, uh, then Congress reflects the values of the country. But it's going to require folks getting out of a mindset that we're helpless and there's nothing we can do, and it's going to require them to step up and devote a relatively modest amount of time to make sure that you're casting your ballot. If you do that, you'll see a difference. Politics rarely gives you perfect results. It's not going to solve every problem. But when citizens vote, things will be better. And you know, better historically is, is really important. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 didn't eliminate racism, but it made things a lot better for a lot of people. The passage of Social Security didn't mean every senior uh, was safe from poverty, but it, it lifted up millions of people out of poverty. And that's how our government works. But it only works when people are actually committed to change. There are big differences between Democrats and Republicans, and I am a Democrat. I think Democrats have better uh, ideas. But the fact of the matter is, is that this country was built by Democrats and Republicans. My personal political hero, my favorite president, happens to be a guy named Abraham Lincoln, who helped found the Republican Party and gives some indication of how far the current Republican Party has traveled from its original foundations. And the good news is, is that the vast majority of the American people believe in the values that a Lincoln represented or a Kennedy represented. That we should treat people decently and we should be honest. We should be concerned for the less fortunate. And we should invest in the future and make sure that every child gets opportunity. Regardless of party, there was a sense that there are things that held us together. So I'm optimistic we'll be okay as long as we say, oh, we got to pay attention. We got to vote. We got to participate. Young people in particular need to vote and they need to vote in midterms. If we do, then that set of values that the majority of the American people hold dear will be reflected. And it doesn't mean every problem will be solved, but we won't be concerned about the continuity of our democracy and, and uh, the fact that ultimately it's accountable to the people. So there you go. It's good to hear from President Obama again. That's good. Amen. Amen. Uh, because when would you... I, I, you know, I, I have to laugh because, Joe, could you imagine, like, after Trump is, you know done doing his wrecking ball on the on the government and like after the fact down the road they're like oh um we're trying to get out the vote would you be willing to do a psa in this style <laughs> could you imagine that all he do no. is talk about himself <laughs> i'm having a hard time imagining what's happening <laughs> which <laughs> you know we um We've been watching uh, the man in the high castle. Yeah. And um, oh, so oh. Before, yeah, before we uh, before we put it on, I say to Barb, I say, do you want to watch the Nazis in real time, or do you want to watch the ones on Netflix? 
but um, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And it's you know, and it, I mean, you know, it feels that way. Yeah, it's almost scary to watch watch it. Um, and, and I'm you know I don't, I don't share President Obama's optimism. No, I, I think but. we all have to be. I think we all have to be careful to understand that democracy is very fragile. And I, I really feel that I, I, I really do that that we are, are on the brink of something akin to the Civil War. I really do. Oh, I, I yeah, I've felt that way since you know um, since the Trump cult you know took over in DC. You know, so I uh, on the other hand, on the other hand, can I? I I'm not going to I'm not dismissing anything that you're saying, Joe. Well, what is Obama going to say? That's my point, too. Sure. Sure. I, you know, we need we need Obama. We need him on that wall. Yeah, I'm not faulting he him cannot, for saying what he said. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, uh, I, I, I do not want to see him damage his reputation as a statesman. And that's right. that. That's the risk you run when you start talking about, um, you know, Trump and his uh, assholes on you know in a similar fashion as as they talk about us. You know, I mean, if you if you take a look at what, what we just heard Obama say, and um, was it yesterday? Yesterday, I didn't see all of the interview. I, I I've been told by Livin, who's in the chat room, that. Um, Christine Amanpour and hadn't did an interview with Hillary Clinton, and mm-hmm. it was aired tonight. Hillary Clinton is out there sounding the alarms. She is like just pulling the fire bells and everything. And I sort of feel like what we have right now is good cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. And once again, we have a woman, a good woman, being the bad cop, saying, you know, this is how devastating it is yeah Uh, Barack Obama can't come out and and tell us exactly how bad it is he expects I think he really does expect us to hear what he is saying between the lines he is um, way too smart and and not only that he knows way too optimistic and he knows and he also knows how in touch with the issues people are who are democrats like Uh him so he doesn't need to spoon feed us uh you know uh you know he doesn't need to to come out and i'm not trying to put anybody down by saying that i'm just saying he knows he's given us credit he's given us credit unlike trump and his cult where he he's out there like oh you want some more stupid pudding here's the pudding to make you stupider you know Mm. I mean, he, he doesn't have to give a PowerPoint presentation on how Trump and his cult are Nazis, yeah. you know, because we, we, we get it. See, I'm kind of laughing at the stupid pudding because all I could think of was the chocolate pie from the help. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, some, there's some Trump dookie in that pie that he's feeding his, uh, in yes. that pudding. They're pooping in, in the pudding. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, I but uh, you know, I, I think if Trump were to come, uh, I'm sorry, shit, my apologies, President Obama. If President Obama were to come out 
and start getting really heated after the fact, I think it would cause him to be less effective and people maybe wouldn't want him, you know, going out and campaigning for them. You know, oh, I agree with that in this climate, in this political climate. Yes. Yes. I think that um, for myself, if he were to come out and being being more um, agitated, Mm -hmm. it, it, it that's where the right would get really like raw yeah and they'd start smearing him again as the angry black man yeah the whole thing i've been hearing and and joe i know you haven't been watching cable news and i've been really pissed off about this is this whole thing where oh trump's had a great week and the right is really energized by kavanaugh's appointment and i i sort of feel like well maybe they're energized today but tomorrow they're going to wake up and that sugar high is going to be gone Mm-hmm. As opposed to us on the left, we are pissed. You know, but before the break, Joe was talking about how he felt, and I, I totally agree with that. But the one thing I keep going back to is when when we we were on air that night when the election, in my opinion, was stolen. If you want to call me a conspiracy theorist, you mm-hmm. can. But that next morning, I woke up feeling like... Somebody died. That's how heartbroken I was. Sure. I really felt Mm -hmm. like this is a death. Mm -hmm. And um, Friday, I was, like I said earlier in the show, I was just incapable of talking to, to everybody here. But I'm pissed. I'm really pissed. I'm, I'm angry. Unlike how I felt in, you know that election day i'm really pissed and i know i can't be alone i know i'm far from alone and you can't pull that nobody nobody calls you up and says no. so how you feeling no they call yeah, you and ask absolutely. you specific things they don't call you to say how are you feeling and a lot of us are pissed and it, um yeah and i i yeah. i'm i'm optimistic i'm cautiously optimistic but i'll tell you what i can't wait until I can't wait until, you know, November 4th. I cannot wait to vote. We had a glitch in our registration here, me and Bob. And we, instead of dealing with it online, we drove we drove to Largo. And we went to Prince George's County Elections Board. And we we're like, we want this fixed. And they were, they were as nice as can be. And I think we got it fixed. So in three weeks, I'm going to get my registration. I'm voting. Very good. Well, um, I, uh, Joe, go ahead and uh, say something because I got a little bit more audio on to play on this topic. Oh, I I agree totally with what you're saying. I I wish I could be more optimistic. That's all. But I understand. Uh, you know, that's that's uh, President Obama's stock and trade. He was always no drama, Obama, mm-hmm. and that's what we loved about him. I mean, yeah, we loved him because he. It, it, he reminded me of like what my parents used to tell me about Franklin Roosevelt. When in the depths of despair, when people had no food, no jobs, he would make them at least feel good and feel that there was a way out. You yeah. know, so and in many ways, yeah. That, well, that that there were people that cared, and that there were people that were going to make it better. 
uh, and that he was going to lead the way and and that he had their best interest at heart. And I think Obama, to me, reminds me of what they used to tell me about Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but fundamentally, I just think that uh, we're living under a constitution that's 242 years old, and it needs to be changed. I agree. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, term limits on the Supreme Court. More than uh, that. I, yeah. I just think that, that oh, yeah. the entire... I, I, the only part of it that I think I would... Is the free speech and uh, all... I would drop all men are created equal. I would say all people are created equal. And oh, there's there's there, a lot. So, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of things, but, but you know, we're not going to, you know, without a, an all-out bloody revolution, it's not going to happen. Well, see, that's that's the dark place I'm at, and yeah. and 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 um, that's the dark place I, I, I live right now, and and well, I, I, it's not it's not that that it's you know the constitution's old. We're, it's not our system of government isn't it's broken. Out. Dated. It's it's old. Yes, they, they were talking about muskets in the Second Amendment, not fucking AR-15s and bump stocks. You know what? I need to jump in here. I really need to jump in here. I agree that our Constitution is old. I agree that we need to have changes. I agree with all of that. The problem is right now is that we have one party that is completely disregarding the rules and laws. And, and and everything about our Constitution. It's one party. It's not the Constitution yeah. per se. It's this party who is dis- they're they're disregarding the emoluments clause. They're disregarding the fact that you know you can't lie under oath. I, they, so I, I don't disagree with what Joe is saying. I really am at the place where yes, we have to fix we when Trump got elected, and everything that's happened in the two years since then, we see serious flaws in our Constitution that we need to fix. But the problem is, is that there's one party that doesn't yeah. want to fix it. They're they're actually like making use of those loopholes. Yes. that's the party that is just they're shitting on the Constitution. What? No, I don't need to remind anybody about what Ted Cruz said about Citizens United. He said that uh, Democrats wanted to overturn the First Amendment by getting rid of Citizens United. And all of his idiot supporters gasped as if it was the truth. So I want to I want to play this. Uh, The the cast of a beloved television series. I never watched it, but I, I have a lot of admiration for the creators and cast. The West Wing. Uh, They all got together. And for Let America Vote, and uh, here is this ad, uh, just just in time for this new, this uh, upcoming midterm. Voting, it's our right as Americans. And in times like these, it's our responsibility. That's why every eligible American should be able to cast a ballot. Without having to jump through hoops. Without having to knock down barriers. Let America vote. It shouldn't be up for debate. Unfortunately, some politicians are trying to keep Americans from voting. Why? Because these politicians only win when lots of voters stay home. So no wonder Republicans are purging hundreds of thousands from the voter rolls. No wonder they want to bring back poll taxes from the darkest days of the civil rights struggle to shut college students out of our democracy. In some places, they want to force people to fax in copies of their ID just to register. What is a fax? Why stop there? Why not make people do handstands? 
Voting should be about determining the will of the majority, notwithstanding some crazy bureaucracy. It's wrong to invent obstacles so college students, people of color, seniors who might vote against you can't vote at all. And it's no surprise that it comes from the party that's standing by and doing nothing while a foreign power tries to hack our democracy. Now the midterm elections are coming up and Republicans are seeing their poll numbers plummet. So they're doubling down on suppressing your vote. This could be the most important election of our lifetime. So let's send a message to politicians. Let America vote. Or we'll do everything in our power to vote you out once and for all. Text VOTE, V-O-T-E, to 44939 to protect our democracy and make everyone's vote count. Yeah. I'm as excited as you are to see all these folks in the same place again. You know it means this is an important cause. I'm Jason Kander, and I started Let America Vote because I believe that politicians who make it harder to vote should find it a whole lot harder to get reelected. I hope you'll join our cause. Text VOTE to 44939. I'm Allison f***ing Janney, and I won an Oscar. Now let America vote. <laughs> in Jesus' name, boogity, 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 hey. I'm Allison fucking Janney. I want an Oscar. Now let America vote. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Allison Janney's amazing. Y'all, oh, she's she's fantastic. Uh, I didn't know she won an Oscar. I I got to find out what that was for. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, it was for, it was for the movie with um, Tanya Harding. Uh, oh, she played Tanya Harding's mother. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. Never saw it. That she did. I think it was so. called I, Tanya. That movie it, was amazing. It was amazing. Weird. That was an amazing movie. Cool. I'm I was surprised. I watched it, and I was surprised how good it was. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Well, uh, yeah, so good on uh, Let America Vote for rounding up the cast of the, the West Wing. And, you know, from their lips to God's ears, let's vote those motherfuckers out. Because they're all dirty pieces of shit who want to gut our Constitution, just like Ted Cruz, just like, you know, the, the current, you know, uh, Democrats in the Congress, the House and Senate. Don't give two shits about justice. Don't give two shits about the Constitution. They don't give two, you know, I mean, you know, you want you want justice? Two words. Merrick Garland. Fuck you. Yes. Fuck yes. How them come no all. If, if, if there's Fuck one thing all. I got to say, if there's one thing I got to say throughout this Ten whole Kavanaugh thing, I wanted every fucking Democrat to say, before I begin to talk about Kavanaugh, I just want to say two words, Merrick Garland. There you go. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to continue the conversation uh, when we come back, and uh, we'll have lots more. Uh, and, you know, we, we got some other fun stuff on the program tonight. Uh, I'm going to see if anybody knows about nice guys. Because <laughs> nice guys are what we have running around out there voting GOP. Uh, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. 
Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Bloody color. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, radio for humans, I don't know, <laughs> worldwide, radio for humans, whatever, radio not for the Trump cult. Uh, welcome back to the program, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Hello. I am back. I am standing. I am not curled in a corner weeping. Excellent, excellent. So, and uh, of course, Mr. Joe Santorsis, Granton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. I love my tribe. Yes, me too. So, uh, and uh, also. Uh, <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to I want to play something for the two of you that I I'm hoping that this that that logic and reason um, that we hear in this clip can overcome the belligerent mansplaining ugly stupidity of the Trump cult because this is a clip I found today of uh frank luntz you know he's a pollster he's kind of a right-wing asshole but he he's 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 done some interesting polling of late i mean he was he's like a neocon he was always in the tank for you know bush and mccain and palin and everything but um luntz seems to have turned a corner um and it and seems to be hosting panels of people you know or you know um, discussion groups. Uh, uh, I, I said the phrase already, and I can't remember what it is. Not think tank, but you know, focus group. Focus group. And uh, this clip from Vice from HBO. I don't. I don't watch it, but I, it was just interesting to me because this Trump cultist tries to diminish um, uh, Doctor Ford in the most ugly, stupid way. And this woman on the panel, I love her. I love her. She, you know, it's, I mean, this, this is the kind of arguments we're going to be hearing for, for a month. 
and I think that we are, are this woman obviously is armed just as we are to discuss these topics and uh you know e- even more so because she's a woman and you know i mean rain you know i, I think you're going to appreciate what what this woman has to say to this just all out bonkers lying piece of shit trump cultist and it, I, i'll warn everybody right now that what the guy's about to say is wildly offensive and ignorant but when he gets hit the smackdown put on him it's a thing of beauty we're going to be hearing this <gasps> a little bit and probably some rex quando as well but here you go. So she's making a claim that can't be verified, substantiated by anybody other than this woman. And I, I feel sorry that she's upset, but I have a hard time with 40 years. And all of a sudden now I have clarity of thought and I can come in and I'm going to. She gonna, admittedly wasn't completely I, clear I just, in her thoughts. The FBI no, had until Friday. I just know. I, I, nothing takes 40 years. If you're that much of a weak person. That it took you 40 years to get wow. enough. Do you really want to say that? I do. Yeah. I do. Are you because serious? if you're that way, anybody can talk you into anything. If you have that <gasps> little faith in yourself that it took you 40 years to confront someone who put their hand over your mouth, you didn't go home to your mom, you didn't tell your best friend, you didn't tell law enforcement. Have you ever had to deal years? with that situation in your life? You don't. 40 you don't years? understand what it's like to be a woman in this day and age where men get by with most things because you have a shame years. and people don't want to tell other people because it's going to happen years. like her. People aren't going to believe you. You can't always prove it. You're not going to have a video camera. There are women who go to their graves with that secret. Like it's some your women, word. some women die have. with no and one. I'm knowing. not going to destroy a man's career over because the fact that she's weak enough what? to wait 40 years to make the, the allegation. And so that's all every woman is it's weak an allegation that's not provable. And I'm sorry. In this world, in this country, in order for it to have merit, it has to be provable. That's the problem. Otherwise, it's just a good. So how if they don't leave DNA and no witnesses, and you can't prove it, then it's fine. Well, just I do mean, a better job at hiding it. Wow! Wow! Oh my God! Amen to her. Amen to Amen. her because. Amen. She made some very, very salient points there. You know, and, and for him to call her weak. No, you know who is weak is somebody who gets so fucking blackout drunk they don't remember attacking a woman and nearly killing somebody, her. Somebody, can I put a little pin on that? Sure. Somebody who gets so blackout drunk that they don't even know that they're blackout drunk. Yeah. Somebody I'm not who's, kidding when I say that. Because that yeah. also says to me that he's been around people who are so blackout drunk that none of them knew that they were blackout drunk. Yeah. And, and you know, I told my story about that former bandmate. When confronted, mm-hmm. when when confronted with his blackout drunkenness on video, he wanted to. He, he might as well. I mean, you know, he 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 lunged for that eject button. You know, he would have destroyed that tape if he could have gotten his hands on it. Well, where the hell? You know, this is this is the mansplaining shit that pisses me off. You know, oh, you remember? You suddenly remember something from forty years ago. I, what the hell? Can we turn around and ask any man, do you remember what you did 40 years ago? Because guess what? I know men I knew 40 years ago. I can remember what they did, and I bet you they can't. And and not just that. It's not that she just suddenly remembered. She didn't, though. I, that's the... Oh, sorry. I mean, sorry. that, that, that whole... To be cool tonight. That whole line of bullshit. It, it's like, oh, suddenly she just remembered? Bullshit. She told a therapist about this years ago. 
She confided in other individuals years ago. This is where it's categorically false. And this is where it, of the many things that pisses me off, they, they, people like that dude really just want to ignore that fact that she talked to her therapist. For a man to call, for a man to call a woman weak for not coming forward about sexual assault is he don't understand it's so intellectually dishonest and ugly and again mansplaining it's like fuck you it's not even it's not even intellectually dishonest i i really really do feel like people like that dude right there who said that you know she's weak for not coming forward that means that he expects a woman to be a I don't know how to put this. He doesn't understand that there's something called a patriarchy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get this. He doesn't get the fact that, uh, you know, everybody should be able to come forward whenever anything goes wrong. Or I can go f- more forward with it and say white people should always come forward and say what's, you know, something was done wrong. Well, it's, and, and it's th- that's it, the bigotism. Yeah, yeah, there's it, bigotry in that. Well, and, and not. Not just that is I I think that white guys, if they're not aware of the patriarchy, they're basically just lying to cover up so they can keep benefiting without repercussions. That's what it is. That's why you have so many so many people out there, yeah. you know, you know, straight white men reacting. Oh, the scary black man's going to take something. Like, oh, the scary the scary lady running for president. And she wants to take all my guns and kill all my babies. You know, fuck you. You're liars. You know, and that's the unfortunate thing. You want character assassination? Everybody, that's another thing, Joe, is everybody's like, oh, everybody's assassinating the character of, of, of poor, poor Kavanaugh about something he was directly tied to. But Hillary Clinton... God forbid she stayed with her husband after he was accused of sexual misconduct. That's a failing on her. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, I mean, we're looking at like They're- quadruple standards, not even just double standards. It's fucking amazing how how they can contort themselves into a pretzel knot to to say that Hillary Clinton has some kind of guilt, uh, you know, patriarchal guilt. When she's a woman who just tried to save her marriage. Yeah. And, I, and how I that happened is none of our fucking business, too. I, I, I'm not sure if Joe is here, but I... He is. I, 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 let me make this... This is going to be like 30 seconds. People like that dude deny the fact that there's a patriarchal system in this country. They deny patriarchy. They don't even understand the definition of patriarchy. It's just what they're used to, and they don't want it to change. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joe. I needed to say that. No, it's fine. I, I, I just would like to ask him if he's been following what's happening with the Catholic Church. And um, men in their 70s, 50 years later, hundreds of them all over the mm-hmm. world coming forward with lifetimes tortured by the abuse they took at the hands of Catholic priests. And not one person questions these men for waiting 50 years to tell their story. Or 40 years, or 30 years. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Why? Thank you. 
why is it that men we believe 50 years later yeah women well if you didn't tell us right away it didn't happen or you're you are weak or you were weak well nobody's calling these right nobody's calling these the these men who are coming forward who were altar boys at one time because they were weak i'll tell you why i i can answer that because those men that were abused by the priests were victims they were victims and we women were not victims well quite honestly honestly i i i Somebody give me a better answer. Well, right, I, right. I have one for you right now. Is that um, I think the patriarchy? It's our fault. It's our the patriarchy, fault we didn't report it. The patriarchy is more willing to go after priests who assault uh, boys than they are for their own brood assaulting women because that's normal and natural for them, is what they think. But God, you know. But oh, this is another good way to demonize the gays. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that yes. that's why it's so easy for them to say, oh, see, what do we tell you about gay people? But you know what nobody ever talks about is the amount of girls that have been abused by male priests, too. No, it's not don't. about they sex. Don't. It's about a, it's about power and abuse. It's about violence. It's not about sexual preference or sexual, you know, uh, I'm sorry to say preference. It's not about sexuality. It's about power. It's about control. It's violence. It's not mm-hmm. sex. It's right. abuse. You nailed it. You right. nailed it. It's it's fine for it's fine for the church to abuse women. Patriarchy. Sure. It's not good when boys get abused in the church because being gay is bad. Yeah. And even right there, just that statement that I just made, that's one of those things where again, they're not they don't care about the kids, they're protecting the priests. Yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what happened here. And I'm not trying I, to slam the church. I, well, I will. I mean, I I was I told that story to you guys a couple of weeks ago about our bishop here in Scranton. He, he's not our bishop now, but he's still around. Who wrote a letter of apology to the priest who raped a girl in a hospital? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And got her pregnant. No. Oh. And got her an abortion. So it's like Trump's and apology to Kavanaugh. Yes. Exactly. It's exactly a. Oh, God. So, yeah, full circle there. Full circle. I mean, really, where we are right now, unfortunately, in this administration and this country right now, is we, we see people who have power above us who are literally saying, Men get to have a say over everything that happens in this country. Mm-hmm. It's not even just, it's not, it, it, it goes beyond just, we have more power than women. It's just men saying, we're in control. Yes. We are in control. It's a reflection of and their own insecurities. I don't even know if that's the case, Ken. I think that's their deep Hidden. It's, I think not it's even default. hidden. I think this is yeah, default. That's a really good word. I think they that, don't you know, even question it. I mean, you know, so like here's here's the example I'll use right now. But then I want to get to this next clip for uh, another argument. The political arguments we're going to be hearing. 
um, not just the personal, like like we heard in the in that Vice clip, but uh, shit, <laughs> I, I just derailed my own thought train of thought. Um, no, okay, so uh, we, yeah, so the default, the default is you 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 know uh, I want my country back or make America great again. You know what? Well, what's that? What's that? Oh, oh, it's the insecurity that straight white men are losing their power and they want it back. And it's racially motivated. It's sexually motivated. It's motivated by violence. It's motivated by fear. It's motivated, you know, again, by jealousy and rage of maybe something else, something that somebody else has that they don't that they feel is rightfully theirs. It's entitlement. It's the default mm-hmm. setting. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know. I know, and again, I'll say it. I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again. I know I'm a beneficiary of of uh, white privilege, of straight white male privilege in this country. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm fine. I'm a, I'm and a and I want to share of white women privilege. And I want to share. I want to share. And that was, and that everything that, that in this country demonstration of of white privilege and demanding what what they they've always had was on full display. When Kavanaugh took took the stand on on, on that day, mm-hmm. on that Thursday, it was on full display. How dare you try to take this away from me? Yep. Just because I did what all the guys are supposed to do, you know, may, d- d- diminish women, marginalize women. How dare you try to take me for such a small infraction? You that know, it was on full display that 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 day. And I that know. Oh, go ahead. I I know that this happens just period across the board, but when Brent Kavanaugh, this guy who went to a private school and went to Yale, he was privileged. He was super privileged. I saw what is it? John Cornyn's little thing. It's not a beer, but here's a champagne, and and somebody else. Just I saw the the gloating. It's not. It's not just the privileged. It's those that aren't as privileged as Brett Kavanaugh who are lifting mm-hmm. him up and saying, "Yeah, he's one of us." Yeah. Conversely, conversely, those motherfuckers are saying, "Yeah, now I'm one of him." Yeah. Oh, and to go back to what that asshole said in that clip from Vice, I don't want to see a guy's life destroyed. How's it, it again? Yeah, it that. not being on the Supreme Court is not destroying your fucking miserable life. He was going to go back to the D.C. Circuit. Yep. And the man, the man is worth over a million dollars, so I think he'll probably be okay. If that's, he spends that's his, another part. He's in his 50s. I think if he spends his nickels and dimes and invests a little bit better, uh, you know, he could probably be worth a lot more money than that. His life was never going to be ruined, ever. No. The fact he could that be a lobbyist when he's done being a judge. Yeah, he's not a victim. You know who's the victim? Dr. Ford. And guess what? She turned things around and she made her life better. Yes. And she worked hard. Kavanaugh didn't. She, I wanna, uh, she did all of that. Everything. She rose to where she is despite an attempted rape in high school. And so possibly attempted murder. Tell me. Yes. So don't. Sorry, now I'm getting. Well, I'm getting. All right. Well, uh, okay. Tell uh, me let, that let's. She's weak. Let's move. Yeah, exactly. Let's move to the to the converse uh, of this, which is now we're looking at 
okay, so that that was the pedestrian arguments we're going to probably see in our personal lives. Now, what to expect from politicians? This is a clip from uh, Brian Williams on MSNBC with uh, David Jolly, former Republican representative from uh, California. I'm sorry, Florida. Um, and um, in, in they juxtapose two interview clips, Lindsey Graham and Kamala Harris. And David Jolly has some very interesting things to say. And just so everybody knows, uh, I've played David Jolly on the show before, and he is not a Trump cultist. I think this is a guy I can actually see probably becoming a Democrat down the road. Um, unlike, uh, I don't think uh, Jennifer Rubin or Tom Nichols will. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I think David Jolly and maybe Ana Navarro and a few others could potentially make the jump uh, to to full-on Democrats. We'll see. But anyway, listen to this. This is this is the political arguments going forward. I think they did a brilliant job. Brian Williams and his crew did a brilliant job of, of juxtaposing these two different arguments on the political stage. First of all, I want to run you two other examples of the kind of dual conversations we're having in this country. From tonight on Fox News, I give you Lindsey Graham. And after that, I give you Senator Harris, Democrat of California from Ohio this weekend. Here they are. 29 days from now, you got a decision to make, America. Do you want to live in the world of Senator Hirano, where you're guilty and to prove an innocent because you're a Republican, uh, you don't have a presumption of innocence? Or do you want to live in the Susan Collins world, where you'll actually be heard, listened to, and evaluated? What we saw, and many of us became very dispirited over the last couple days and weeks. Let's deal with that, right? Because what we saw was an exercise of raw power. Raw power. Which was used and had the effect of demeaning and diminishing and belittling people. Well, here's the thing. If we want to correct the course, what do we need to do? We need to take the power. So, Congressman, what do you make of those two different conversations? I would point out to Lindsey Graham, he got his facts wrong. Susan Collins said she did not believe Dr. Ford. Susan Collins said that while Dr. Ford may have been the victim of a sexual assault, she did not believe that Dr. Ford was telling the truth about her accuser. Uh, Lindsey Graham used to be their reverent conscience, if you will, of the Republican Party in the Trump years, and he's turned into a senator that, in many opinions, including mine, he's lost his mind. But I would point this out, Brian, about the intensity that we are measuring, and this is very important. The spike in intensity means this. If you love the GOP, you love it more today, and you are more likely to vote Republican. That is a net good for Republicans. But a spike in GOP intensity does not mean that more people love the Republican Party today. And it is those voters, those independent voters who do not love the Republican Party more today that the Republican Party is losing every time the President of the United States suggests this was a hoax, suggests like he did in Orlando today it is evil, suggests like he did tonight it was lies and deception. The Republican Party has said to the to women across the country, we don't believe you. And those women are going to shout very loudly on November 6th, and it's not going to be shouting on behalf of republicans yeah uh so i love that i love playing that little clip um but you know I, I, again you know I, what david jolly said there is great again i i'm kind of on the fence i'm kind of down the middle with these independent voter voters you know uh, i'm kind of with joe that they're kind of like unicorns 
Um, I do think there are people who are less politically minded who aren't so rigid as the as we are, or as people who you know support the Trump cult, um, like David Jolly, who he, he you know somebody like him or Ana Navarro, you know they're not going to go and vote R all the way down the ballot. They're going to vote against Trump cultists. Whether that's voting for, you know, in primaries against them or not voting at all or voting for a Democrat, um, you know, that, that's going to happen. That's going to happen in large numbers. Is it enough? I don't know. But, but that's the argument right now is that Lindsey Graham is out there lying. Oh, do you, want, do you want the fair justice of Susan Collins? Or do you want to live in a country where we do sham FBI investigations and don't really prove shit? You know, I mean, that's what he should have said. Uh, mm-hmm. And and then Kamala Harris, straight down the line. This is this is a brutal. It's a it was a brutal abuse of power. It was it, it was you know exploitation. It was an assault. And you know what? What was it? It was the patriarchy. And the patriarchy has gotten a lot more power with Trump, a lot more power with Kavanaugh, a lot more power with all these other, you know, uh, rich, straight, straight men, you know, Ted Cruz. I hope to God Beto can pull something out in Texas and get rid of that piece of shit. Um, Ted Cruz just, you know, I mean, it, it, there is a there is a such a stinking rotten place in hell for that blobfish motherfucking scumbag. <laughs> You're telling um, me. You know, I, I got to say this. I, I'm thinking about what Joe said earlier about the Constitution. Mm-hmm. You see, this is why we need the Equal Rights Amendment. Yes. There's a whole bunch of things that we can fix with the Constitution, but none of it's going to happen until we get the ERA passed. See, that's I'm, I'm serious about that. See, until but we get until we get the uh, the Constitution to say that women are equal to men. There's no way we're going to get rid equal. of the patriarchy. See, you see, that's the point, though. We can't keep amending this document that's outdated. It's an 18th century document. And we can we could do away with a, with an equal rights amendment if we just said take the word men out and said all not the people way it's said, uh, are created the, equal. It's not and start, it's, start with that premise. Well, I, all right, all right. Well, let's let's let's. I, I I think let's stick with the agreement. There needs to be an overhaul one way or the other. I mean, there's there's a precedent for how things change, and then there's also the the idea again of a hostile revolution. You know, to, to I, I want to agree with that. Joe, but I got I really need to say, Joe, you and I both know that the only way to change the constitution constitutionally is with amendments. Oh, yes. it won't happen and in our life. It, it won't no. happen in our lifetime. But, but we need at some point in history. To have a new constitutional convention, yes, and redo this whole document yes. to fit whatever century it is when they do that. Agreed. But, but I want to make one more point about this right. uh, this Ted Cruz guy just quickly. Yeah, and we're going to talk words, about Ted Cruz later. But go ahead and do that real quick. Well, it wasn't about Ted. It's about about Rick Tyler. Right after this happened, uh, Rick Tyler was having a debate on MSNBC with uh, Zerlina Maxwell about abortion. 
and let's not let's not kid ourselves. You know, we see these Rick Tylers and all these Republicans coming on, you know, and we're cheering them on. They're anti-Trump, but boy, he really showed his colors when he was in this debate because he pressed her on on well, when does life begin for you? And she said it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with control of my body. Bingo. There you go. And also, as XTC would say, life, life begins at the hop. Um, that's an XTC song. Life begins at the hop. <laughs> uh, that's what I believe I is love life XTC. begins at the hop. Yeah. Life begins at the hop. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we got to go to the break. And yeah, Theo said, uh, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Don't mince words. What do you really think about Ted Cruz? <laughs> Oh, we got more to say about Ted Cruz later in the show, but uh, we do have to run. Green News Report coming up. Uh, I'm sure that'll be all happy news. Um, and uh, and everybody, oh my God, 20 million Americans possibly affected by this latest hurricane. What was We have Hurricane Michael and Matthew coming up. Is that what oh, it is? We have two? I, I think. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, Unless yeah, there was a I news report. I can't re- keep up with it all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, no, I think it's just Hurricane Michael. I think I think I was reading a news story and somebody actually put Hurricane Matthew as well. So, or like they they misspoke. Well, Hurricane Matthew is coming to my house this weekend. That would be my nephew. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> no Hurricane Matthew. No, there's Hurricane Matthew. No, no, the second anniversary of Hurricane Matthew. Never mind. I, I whatever. I'm confused. <laughs> Hurricane Michael, that's what's coming. 20 million Americans potentially affected by this. Uh, so um, hunker down, y'all, uh, and listen to your local authorities, not the Trump cult. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after the Green News Report. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. It's Tuesday, October 9, 2018. The task is extremely urgent, and it's something that scientists all agree on. The world scientists issue an alarming report, warning we are almost out of time to act on global warming. And speaking of which... This storm will be life-threatening and extremely dangerous. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and the Carolinas brace for Hurricane Michael. All of those bracing stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. To limit warming to 1.5 degrees C, we would need to start taking carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere during the 21st century. Oh, I'm holding my breath that that will happen. See what I did there? Yes, we see what you did there. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, not easy to be snarky about this report from the UN. And even as it comes out, News of yet another destructive hurricane coming out of almost nowhere in the Gulf of Mexico. Yes, as we go to air, Hurricane Michael in the Gulf of Mexico has quickly intensified into a major hurricane, as so many hurricanes now do these days. It's headed for Florida's Gulf Coast as a Category 3, possibly 4, giving residents very little time to prepare. Florida Governor Rick Scott has declared a state of emergency for Florida's panhandle. Hurricane Michael will bring life-threatening storm surge to 
Florida and heavy rains all the way into Georgia and even the Carolinas, which are still grappling with the aftermath of Hurricane Florence. And in another weird development in this extremely weird 2018 Atlantic hurricane season, for the second year in a row, a hurricane is menacing Ireland and Europe. According to Weather Channel meteorologist Marshall Shepard, a tropical storm in the far north Atlantic is, quote, not normal, folks. Yeah, but you know what has become normal? The idea that there's a whole group of people, specifically in this country, specifically on the right, who continue to deny that what is going on is unprecedented, is dangerous, and yes, is caused by man. This continues to be disturbing, even though it continues to be these right-wing southern states that seem to be bearing the brunt of the damage here. And speaking of bearing the brunt, our big story today, the world has 12 years to get man-made climate change under control. That's according to an international team of scientists on the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or the IPCC. The IPCC's chilling new climate science report, released on Monday, finds that the severe impacts of climate change that were once expected several decades into the future will begin to hit within 20 years by 2040 just 22 years from now and at a much lower temperature increase of just 1.5 degrees celsius above pre-industrial times humans have already warmed the planet one degree celsius and we're already seeing the consequences in extreme weather and rising sea levels i recall during the negotiations over the paris climate agreement there was a lot of talk about the idea that keeping warming to no higher than two degrees celsius over pre-industrial times was not going to be enough that we had to target 1.5 degrees and now the UN scientists seem to be yelling and screaming that exact same thing. Yes, this report specifically compares the differences in impacts that we're likely to see if we take aggressive action now to avoid overshooting that 1.5 degrees Celsius temperature target versus the higher target of 2 degrees Celsius in the Paris Climate Agreement. They say the longer we wait, the more limited our options will be. On current trends, we are likely to to sail past that 1.5 degrees Celsius mark by 2030. That's within the next 12 years. Donald Trump could still be president. At a press conference on Monday, IPCC scientist Ho Sung Lee was blunt. Limiting warming to 1.5 degrees is not impossible, but will require unprecedented transitions in all aspects of society. Every bit of warming matters. We will still see an increase in the intensity and frequency of drought, floods, forest fires, and extreme heat waves, along with sea level rise, crop failures, and water shortages. But the scientists say if we take those steps to limit global warming to one and a half degrees, those impacts won't be nearly as bad, with huge benefits for humanity, food security, water security, and species and ecosystems that we rely on all around the world. They also found that the cost of making the transition is far, far cheaper than the cost of the impacts that we face. It's a monumental task, they say, but major efforts are already underway in most countries to reduce carbon emissions and transition away from fossil fuels, according to IPCC scientist James Ski. But this progress needs to be picked up in other areas such as transport or land management. Half of our energy by 2050 would have to come from renewable sources. We'd have to plant millions of trees to remove carbon from the air and do more. But the upshot is that we can do this, we have the tools, but we must move faster. The scientists say that requires the political will to take action in all countries. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. 
Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Hi, this is Tim Coramal from The Tim Coramal Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! <laughs> that was actually me on Friday uh, before we did the show, not talking about all this. Uh, no, I kid. That was Nicolas Cage uh, in one of his fine fine moments in the movie Mandy, uh, which uh, we'll be talking about with Joe this Friday. And Susan is going to be on with us because she is a fan of Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy to a certain degree. I really haven't had a good chance to discuss Mandy at length with her, so I think it's going to be a good conversation on Friday. Plus, um, since I'm not going to be on Mike Check Radio on Saturday because I'm having a party, uh, Susan, Joe, and I have all seen the Doctor Who premiere. The Doctor Who premiere. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to give our thoughts on that as well. No spoilers here. Um, but uh, the, the only thing I'm going to ask you, Joe, about... Uh, and, of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to the program. Um, Hi. I just need to ask you this: Do you mm-hmm. regret? Do you regret me recommending those Panos Cosmatos uh, clips to you? No, not those at movies? all. Okay, all um, right. That's all I wanted to know. That's all I wanted to know. No. So, all right, very good. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> they, they, in fact, they, they, they contributed to a a, a saner softer weekend for me yeah you know uh, there you go i mean even that uh-huh. world's not as bad as the is trump's america really uh nothing so, that happened in either movie upset me as much as what happened on see on friday there you go and of course rain from four freedoms blog i don't think you'll ever watch either one of those movies because they're scary and a little gory so uh, yeah actually um bob said no no, this is not in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So he probably watched. He watched it, or at least told. A, I think a little he bit might have. Okay. When he said that, I was like. Yeah. Well. I didn't yeah. Ask him, but I kind of get the feeling. Mandy's, not in the wheelhouse. Yeah. Mandy has a lot of gore. Um. So and uh. But rain. And the reason I usually introduce you first on Tuesdays, but since you're not going to be here with us on Friday, I thought <gasps> you could be our girl Tuesday tonight. I could. Would you? Would you? Uh, you want? You want to go for it? Yeah. Here we go. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. These 
greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Oh, and before we get straight to the biscuits, as I told everybody, we bought a karaoke machine and non-professional karaoke discs, and I just want to let everybody know, yes, if you ever come to our house for a party, we have Here Comes the Rain Again and Hey Joe and Hey Joe. So... So, in part, we... Christ, we, I still want to get back to Cleveland. So, it'll happen. It, it'll happen. So, um, uh, you shaved, what, 20 minutes off the drive, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, so welcome back to the... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Welcome back to name-calling. Thank you, Rain. Go for it. So, tonight in the chat room, we have Mr. Adam Hebert. We have Francie, we have Heather, we have Jake Collie, we have Kat, we have yourself, Kenny Pick, we have Ken Senior. Hello, Dad. We have Living on Long Island. We have Marnus, Joe, who is not in my basement because I don't do the show from my basement anymore. I'm in the garage. Uh-oh. Well, good, because the garage is fucking locked, dude. It's spacious, too. <laughs> I'm locked in here. I'm locked in. There's, um, you, I'm sure you can keep yourself <laughs> occupied. That's a big fucking spot. It is big. Um, we have Miles. We have Moonmare. We have President. We have myself. We have Thea. We have Tim Coromel. And we had Sandy and um, Sheila Trojan friend. Rabbit. And Sheila, Sheila, Sheila was there too. Sheila was here. Sheila was here too. Uh huh. And I'm okay, not so sure Sheila. if Michelle Michelle might not be listening. Might just might be Miles. But uh, Miles, tell Michelle we said hi and we miss her. So. I think we got everybody. Yeah, I think so. If we didn't, I I love you all anyway because you're all part of the resistance. I love you all. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know if it, there's... A, oh, no, we have one birthday. One very special birthday. <gasps> and that's one Miles Lagan. His birthday oh. was either today, yesterday or today. I do not remember. Please confirm or deny in the chat, Miles. Uh, but uh, here, let's do a birthday boner for Miles. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. What the heck? Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday! I hit the wrong button, that's why. I'm like, what the heck? What the hell? You're doing it wrong, Ken. Uh, I just want to say this to Theo. I am sounding a lot better. I am still wobbly, but I'm back in it. Friday, I had to take myself back out of everything. I yeah. just, I, I did. I had to take myself out mm-hmm. of it. And and something I've said on, on our blog, and I want to say to everybody who listens, if you find yourself at a point where it's just too much, sit down, take a rest, and know that somebody's going to take that baton mm-hmm. and carry it forward for you. Absolutely. Because this is, it's not, it's not a sprint. Um, it's a marathon, and we got to get through this together. Well, 
but but hold on a second because I want to go back to Miles' birthday. I want to do something special for him since he's uh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Part of part of Mike off. part of Mike Check Radio and the network and always uh, listener to this show. This is the original teaser trailer from 1977 for Star Wars. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet, Star Wars. Here they come. The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. A little more than that, really. <laughs> it's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. It's an epic of heroes. And robots from a thousand worlds. Star Wars, a billion years in the making. It's coming to your galaxy this summer. That teaser trailer is so old, it predates the score that John Williams wrote for the movie. <laughs> so, Seriously, I was like, what's yeah. the music? Do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, happy birthday, Miles. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, and, uh, of course, Adam Hebert is on the line. If anybody else wants to call, uh, we've got uh, open phones going on right now. 330-536-1466. What's up, Adam? Well, first of all, uh, I'm pleased to say I, ha- I have good news and bad news. The good news is I have tomorrow off from work. The bad news is it's because we got a hurricane coming. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow, Adam, I'm sorry. I, 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 I think we'll be fine. I, I'm, but uh, yeah, I got the call this afternoon, and as far as I know, they can't take it back. So better to well, be safe than sorry. I'm sorry, can, yeah, I heard, yeah, I'm right, you're right. I'm sorry, Kenny. No, I, I, I just was in, in agreement. But. Uh, I also have a, a a plan to neutralize Kavanaugh that doesn't involve impeachment or kneecapping. Is it plan nine? Does it involve removing his balls? Uh, that that's uh, like a plan B. Okay. Like neutralizing. Uh, but okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I said neutralizing. Did I say? Uh, wait, I did say neutralizing. Right? You did. I was. I heard. Okay. Good. Naturalizing. <laughs> I heard neutralizing. I heard. I heard naturalizing. I'm, sure. <laughs> I, I'm just. I, I'm pretty sure neutering him would be like a crime at, at best, assault. 
with a deadly weapon. So I really not go. You know, like I said, that's not my my plan A. My plan A is this. Picture this. Step one: we flip the House and or Senate. Senate's unlikely now since it looks like Heidi Heitkamp is going to lose, but that's not here nor there. Step two: the instant the new Congress is sworn in, start subpoenaing the, the, start subpoenaing Kavanaugh's ass. Step three. Wait, wait, before we get to step three, you do know that um, Nancy Pelosi did a freedom of information request. FOIA. Yeah. Right? Yes. She she did a, a FOIA request for all of his documents. Yes, and hopefully she will get them. Okay. Because it will give us a lot more to work with. Because okay. the key is to keep him tied up with constant subpoenas that are step three conveniently scheduled to have him before the committees on days oral arguments are scheduled to happen at the Supreme Court. Meaning he can't he can't decide those cases because he missed oral arguments. So now step four, he has a choice. He can either go to the Congress for and, and obey the subpoena, or he can blow off Congress, in which case they send out the House Sergeant of Arms to arrest him and toss him in the jail that's in the House basement until he's ready to play ball. Either way, step four, we win. Step five, enjoy the cons- the important conservative tears of rage. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's, it's a good idea. But, you know, um, we'll see. We'll see. Joe, any thoughts on Adam's plan? Uh, other than it won't work. <laughs> um, let's see. I think it's easier to buff him with Drano. Oh, oh, now, Joe. Oh, come on, Joe. <laughs> boof. It's boof, I am Joe. Specifically boof. Trying to, I am specifically boof. trying to avoid crimes here. That's why I ruled out castration Boofing. Boofing and, and, and kneecapping. Here's, here's, it, it, I like boofing I just, with Drano better. Here's the thing. And that's Guys. one to grow on. Go ahead, Rain. Go ahead, Rain. He's he's on the Supreme Court. We need to accept that. Mm-hmm. It, it but he hurts. can be impeached, right? Well, yeah, he can be impeached, but we need to get 67 Democratic senators. And and when I say 67, I, I mean 68, because you can't count on Joe Manchin. Well, yeah, we might as well just say so, 75. <laughs> the the, the really? reality is, is that we're we're stuck with him. We're stuck with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got an I got an Adam, idea. I got an idea. Everybody, Adam, I love what Adam's doing, but I, I got an idea. Yeah, we're stuck this, with him. Here's my idea. Here's my idea. A bunch of keggers with actors drinking NA beer all over Washington D.C. NA beer. No, no, no. A bunch of keggers with actors or volunteers drinking non-alcoholic beer. The keg is full of Bobber makes the the most alcoholic <laughs> beer he possibly can. Makes it delicious and irresistible. In lure Kavanaugh with like little signs like, you know, beer, be, free beer, free beer, free beer, you know, away from the, the Supreme Court. And like mm-hmm. lure him into these things. And then just get a whole bunch of people with cameras and uh, go, yes. go from there. I actually Gina think that... Will know, 
it's established that Republicans generally don't have an Admiral Akbar sense, so he wouldn't know it was a trap. That's good. See? So you're no, right. He he's a blackout drunk. He doesn't know. No. Just he likes put, beer. He yeah, that's just, in the fucking oh, record. He oh, here's the beer. thing. Just just be like, hey, tonight we're having beers for Brett. You know, because they tried to do that. Uh, they, beers for Brett, and just so they just keep, you know, just have a bunch of people trying to set him up. Uh in uh that that'd be great. Get a bunch of uh lifelike Get a bunch of lifelike sex Sorry. dolls like we talked about on the show. There's a few that laying along the highway here in Ohio. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Adam, I mean, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know the case, Adam. You you've been listening to the news today, but today, um, Brett, Brett Kavanaugh, Brett. Um, today the the Supreme Court. They were opening up and it's like, here's the cases we're going to listen to and not listen to. And one of the first cases that came up, they decided not to listen to it because Brett Kavanaugh was one of the people in the lower courts who ruled about it. They were like, nope, not going to listen to it. And they ended up in our favor. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I I'll look it up. I'll find I'll find the link. But yeah, I I didn't see those. Well, speak, speaking of beers for Brett, what uh, college Republicans in Washington State are are suing a local bar for refusing to host their beers for Brett um, party, and it's like you know, I mean, they 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 honestly believe that they have the right to compel people to provide services. You know, it's almost weird. You know that they. they you think that gay people shouldn't be allowed to buy a freak a fucking wedding cake, but that the local bar should be forced to accommodate them. I, I mean, they're but they I'm, don't believe in freedom. They don't believe in freedom. They believe in well, freedom with an asterisk. They believe in freedom of the patriarchy. Could you imagine? I mean, I'm going to drive this home time and time again. They believe in freedom as long as it involves just man bros. Well, yeah, oh, it, I it's think a privilege. A it it's not freedom; it's privilege. They 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 want privilege yeah, just, for themselves. And that's that. You know, but, it's it's about privilege, which is why they hate stuff like you know uh, they see you know the Civil Rights Act as because they view freedom as a finite resource. So if someone else gets freedom, because it's because you either have freedom or you don't. Freedom is not a fucking pie. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. That is that's perfect. Freedom is not. Oh, I was worried I offended people. <laughs> I thought oh. I was I offended. But that's why like they hate the Civil Rights Act because they see it as taking a slice of the freedom pie from white God fearing Americans and giving it to black people who apparently don't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because at, you know they, it, so. Well, Adam, I'm going to let you go because uh, you're you're getting a little Skypey on us, so you're breaking up a little bit. Um, I'm sorry, I got looped up. No, there. no, it's not your fault. It's it's totally Skype. It's uh, I can tell it's Skype. Um, uh, it's just getting it's jumpy. I think the connection might be bad. Maybe I don't know what the weather's like there. It could be the weather. Um, uh, uh, cloud cover could be interfering with your cell signal, but. Uh, but yeah, great points, very salient points, Adam. Thanks for calling, and uh, sorry I'll miss well, out. Sorry I'll miss out on Saturday, but 
check out Friday when we talk about uh, Doctor Who. Maybe maybe I'll uh, just during the the ask around name Cornell calling in the the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, if you just want, if you want in on that conversation, hell, if if you you Miles and Michelle want to just do Doctor Who on Turn Up the Night, we can dedicate like uh, you know a, a, a full half hour. I don't know. You talk to those guys and uh, see if they want to. If you guys want to do Doctor Who on Turn Up the Night and maybe continue it on Mike Check Radio, you could do that. Up to you. I'm definitely up for that. Uh, I'll be I'll be home. Uh... Because I, I work the day sh- the early shift Friday. Right, well, so yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And, All right, and, yeah. Work out logistics with them and see if they're interested, and um, we'll uh, we'll sort it out. But and I, I, I'm closing in on an interview with Nerds Vote. I'm closing in on that with Nerds Vote. Nerds Vote. You're working on it. I appreciate that. That's that's very exciting. So uh, anyway, uh, Adam, have a great night, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk uh, about having you guys on to talk about Doctor Who this. Friday. Okay. Have a good night. All right. Bye bye. And uh, I was oh, oh oh I got a burp. No no the burp went away. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> Adam had some go good. Away. It, it did. It, it like went back down in my my throat. So it was totally gonna come out. It was terrible. It would have been a, it would have been really awful. Uh, you know. Uh, Is if it, it acidic? No, I think it just would have been loud and smelled bad. Oh, well, <laughs> we wouldn't know about the smell, but... <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, I don't know. Could have been... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad, so. glad that burp went away. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> could, could be a hiatal hernia, you know. A high anal hernia? <laughs> a high anal a high anal hernia. A high anal hernia. Uh, I forget where that came from. Um that hurts. But uh yeah, yeah, you don't want one high up in the anal hernia. No. no. It's terrible. All right, well we're gonna go ahead and go to the break. Uh I've got some uh some kind of fun stuff I want to talk about when we come back. Uh, we'll definitely do some mad libs on the way out of the program. I, I don't know if anybody feels like they wanna they wanna call in uh, in the next uh, the next segment, they can because I got to write Mad Libs, and um, it could be nice to have another voice on the line. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, just call. call. In. Just call. call yeah, Fran- in. I oh, need and- some sisters to call in. Oh no, we definitely need Francie to call in because Susan mailed out your uh, your your Alice figure. So, uh, and Heather, you're welcome to call in too. But uh, it's just whoever whoever wants to call in, I don't care. Uh, but we'll we'll try and keep it light. Uh, for the last hour. Oh, Ted Cruz. That will be. Oh, god damn that piece of shit. Oh, that's light. That's that light. Miser- why is well, he so persecuted? Why? I don't. I don't know. Why am I persecuted? Because you're an asshole, and nobody likes assholes. Asshole is not a fucking protected class. Um, He's a Paisley <laughs> Prince. Oh, God damn All right, we're going to the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up Tonight right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for walking more. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 
Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show! Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly, uh, worldwide uh, radio for humans. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Mr. Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, The Electric City. Hello, sir. Hello, I'm here. All right. And, and I'm not on mute. Oh, no, that's good. That's good because well, you know what we'd play if you're on mute? <coughs> yeah. So, uh, and wow, Rain's definitely oh. not on mute. Yeah. Uh, I'm clearly <laughs> not on mute. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. Hi. Sorry. No, that's all right. That was cute. Uh, and uh, no, th- those are bastard dogs. Oh, you bastard people, dog people. Uh, <laughs> and uh, of course, a uh, uh, caller on the line uh, from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, name is Cat. Cat, welcome to the show. Hello, Kenny. Hello, Rain. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hi, Cat. What's on your mind? Because living in Long Island requested it. Penis. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was caught off guard. Don't say uh. penis in this house! Yeah. Well, it was hour three, so not bad. Penny. True. Just, if it's hour three, you need to get your walls Ooh. up. I know, I know, definitely. You know that the penis is going to try to penetrate oh. the walls. Don't say penis in this house! Ooh. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, all right, Kat, what's on your mind? We got another caller here, too. Uh, what's up? Well, first of all, I wanted to say that I was glad that I uh, had a hockey game to occupy me on Friday night for much the same reasons that uh, Rain had to excuse herself on Friday night. Um, Thanks, Kat. It's not been a very easy few weeks. Um, I know that I've talked a bit about how in my first year at university, I had to save a friend from a situation where she may have been assaulted, had the guy that took her, uh, well, locked the, the dorm room door behind me when I went to get a drink of water. If he had been a bit less drunk, he may have assaulted her. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
at a 4th of July party in 2002, I myself was harassed, assaulted, and just utterly objectified. And it was a horrible experience. I spent a couple of hours on a bathroom floor, door locked, crying because this guy would not leave me alone and I wanted nothing to do with him. Jesus Christ. Then, because of uh, some of the discussion yesterday on Stephanie's show, it kind of remember, reminded me <laughs> of <clears throat> something that I've kept buried for a long time where my older sibling more or less um, abused me by kind of cajoling me into performing sex acts. And mm. I was all five years old. And, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it was, that was something where it wasn't until I was in my 20s that I recognized it for what it was. Mm -hmm. And could, could acknowledge that it was abuse and exploitation. Because I didn't want to believe that that's what it was. And so, you would know, you, when, would you acknowledge, Kat, can I ask you a question? And I'm asking this because of something in my life. Would you acknowledge that, you know, this is something that we're taught? We're taught. I mean, you said that very, very deep thing that you just said. And what if we were taught that? Does that make sense? I don't, I don't know that it was something I was taught, you know, with... with what about your with, siblings? Yeah, with, with, with my older brother, it was a situation where I didn't honestly think he would do anything meant to harm me. And so, you know, and I still don't think that the intent was to harm but it was taking advantage of the fact that I was naive about what was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it, it was, I don't think it was that I was taught to keep quiet about it. It's just that I, it took me a long time to really understand what that amounted to. Whereas I, my, my question was, was actually, do you think that somebody else, the person who did that to you, did they know any difference? I don't know, because I'm not in his head. I wasn't in his head at that point in time. He was a 12-year-old boy. He probably just was thinking, well, you know, this is something that maybe I can do. I don't know. It, like yeah. I said, it, it, I can't it, read minds. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I'm so sorry this happened to you, Kat. I'm so sorry. Both of those instances occurred. And, oh. and again, for, for like, I, I don't know if... Um, you care to revisit i don't want to play the audio again but what that one asshole said from the vice clip that oh this person's weak because it took them 40 years to come around you know and say this 
Yeah, well, and my my feeling on that is, you know, especially if it's somebody who's younger, who's who's under the age of 15 or 16 years old, they may not necessarily realize what's going on in the immediate aftermath. Exactly. Yes. I, mm-hmm. Yes. Right. I mean... So uh, how do how do you blame somebody who doesn't understand what's happening to them for what for for not being able to talk to somebody about it? Mm-hmm. And when when these things happen, you know, the the incident in 2002. I'm I was 30 years old. Yes. Uh, you know, I I knew exactly what it was. But I blame myself because I'm at this party and I got drunk and I was, you know, it's Kat, don't blame yourself. Yeah. Please don't. But, the, right. There's, there's, there were reasons why I, I think, asked you those questions. I think yeah. maybe, were, you, are you saying blamed past tense? Yeah. Uh, Yes, past tense, uh, and you know, uh, the 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 fact of the matter is, you know, yes, I I was drunk, but that didn't excuse this guy being persistent. Exactly. Uh, and, no. and and the the thing that really made me feel dirty and ashamed out of the whole situation was it was because he knew I was trans and he wanted to see what I looked like naked because it was going to be like this new experience for him and, Mm. and and you know I felt so objectified and so violated I I would assume violated because I, I would feel violated if somebody tried to do that to me you know, let's yeah, let's get those clothes off you. You know, it's bullshit. Yeah, and and after after that incident, the the people who were the friends who invited me to this party, I never spoke to them again. I couldn't. It, it's like you allowed this to happen, and yeah. you sat there and tried to convince me it wasn't a big deal. And how can I ever trust you? Well, you know, and, and yeah. I, I want to say this, and, and we do have two other callers, and, and Kat, I appreciate you confiding us and, and, you know, and everybody else listening right now as to what happened to you. But I, I, I've mentioned this story on the, uh, on the show before, but one of my good friends, Pam, was at one of our parties when we still lived in Lakewood, and there was this really aggressive swinger couple that we knew tangentially through another friend that came to, to our party before we knew how vile they really were and 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 Pam was r- really 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 drunk and they like were both sitting on either side of her saying oh Pam's the new girlfriend Pam's the new girlfriend and they were like you know grabbing her and touching her hair and touching her arms and stuff like that and Pam looked like she was ready to fucking puke right so yeah. I, I went and I grabbed my camera and I was like, oh, I'll tell you what, guys, before, you know, Pam comes your new girlfriend, maybe she'll want to see what you guys look like naked. Let's do a photo shoot real quick. I didn't even have any film in my camera, but I went and I got really aggressive with them and they fucking took off so fast. It wasn't even funny. 
And to this day, I don't think Pam even remembers, uh, or you know, what happened. And you know that they were trying to like, you know, seduce her when she was drunk. You know, and um, and and it's too bad the the people who were hosting that party didn't do the same for you. I'm not saying I'm some kind of fucking hero or anything like that. It's just if you're gonna have a party. Be aware of what's going on, and if somebody's trying to creep on somebody else or do or violate them, you know, dispatch with them immediately. Yeah, but you know, and I don't want to monopolize much more time with when you've got other people on the line. But you know, it it just really takes me off when when people who've never faced this situation themselves mm-hmm. will sit there and say, well, how could you wait and how could you not tell anybody? Because you deal with so many freaking conflicting emotions. And I'm sure it's worse for somebody who's been through a rape mm-hmm. than, than just <clears throat> being assaulted and abused and yeah. harassed. But I mean... No, I don't know if it's worse. Um, Kat, I gotta come up here and say that I don't know if it's worse. Well, I've been raped. I don't know if it's yeah. worse. And every person is different too, because it, you know I, one I, thing I, could I be worse like, for another than you know. Yeah, the thing is, is that I don't feel like, and this is something <clears throat> that I've been feeling for the past couple of years. We shouldn't qualify. Oh, you were raped, and you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't pit uh, your the qualification is something I'm. I'm very. I get concerned about. I was raped, yeah. but what you went through seems very, really incredibly traumatic. Yeah, and, and I understand you don't want to create this hierarchy of who exactly. has it worse. Exactly. Uh, yeah, pain uh, isn't a competition sport. Yeah. That's yes. But, yes. but you know Unless you're a Cleveland fan, then it is. So I'm sorry. Well, um, yeah, not. But <laughs> but uh I uh, I mean I'm just always very careful about yeah. not trying to make the things I've experienced seem as bad as yeah. having actually dealt with the physical well, traumas yeah, that go it, with rape as well. Yeah, and, and, so. and yeah, we're, we're seeing that right now from you because you're being very considerate, uh, you know, for other people while sharing something extremely painful. Moonmare says, pain is pain, you know? Right. And, and, right. and that's that's a great yeah. point. But, but Kat, I really appreciate you sharing. I, I admire you for, for your courage in, uh, um, in, in trusting all of us and uh, uh, I, I am very sorry that happened to you. And uh, um, I'm gonna, I'll beat the shit out of that guy if you give me his numbers. <laughs> oh, I, I, to be honest, I don't even really remember his name. I uh, think it started yeah. with a T. And you know, other than the fact that he's. Some, he was somewhere on the west side of Cleveland back in those days, and that was 16 years ago. Turd Blossom. I don't remember much else about him. All right. Well, Kat, Other thanks. Other than his yeah. whining and pleading with oh, me. Oh, Jesus to, Christ. 
Yeah. Pathetic. Uh, when uh, when when Dr. Blasey Ford talked about the thing seared in her mind with yeah, yeah. Kavanaugh and Judge laughing, for me it's this guy whining and pleading and telling me what a nice guy he was and he wasn't going to hurt me. Yeah, just it, infantile, uh, infantile yeah. uh, responses all around. I yeah. All right, well, Kat, thanks for calling. Uh, don't be a stranger. We're going to let you go, uh, but we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. All right, take care. Bye-bye, right. Kat. Kat. All right. Um, and Francie is up next. Hey, Francie. Hey. Um, what I got to say, everybody's story, you know, Kat, Rain, mine, whomever out there, everybody's story is valid. Yeah. You no, know, and everybody's experience is their experience, and you know, I, I, I. And goddamn the person that's going to try and take that away from the the individual who who is sharing, who is brave enough to share their story. Well, that's what these jackasses are doing. You know, you know, just discounting somebody's experience. You know, totally mm-hmm. discounting it, not believing that whole thing. And part of the, for, anyway, for me, part of my healing was just finding somebody that validated my experience, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I would, you know, and help me just move forward. Yeah. Because it never goes away. It never, ever, ever goes away. And, no, and it doesn't. And a lot of crap in my life did not come up or surface for, for decades because I stuffed, them, stuffed it down. You know, so, so that I, I do fancy. Function. I know. Yeah, so you can function. You just—it's it, it, back there somewhere. You just stuff it. That—that's the only way I could, uh, for me anyway. That's the way—that's the way I was able to deal. But eventually, it came out in other ways for me. My health, you know, and and physical pain, like you know that PTSD kind of crap, and. Yeah. These 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 idiots that say all this stuff, they have no clue what it's like. You know, they're coming from a place where they have no clue, no clue. You know, Francie. Yes, I can ma'am. tell you, my my panic attack last Friday, I think was the, it was the PTSD part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like. Does that um, make sense? I hope it makes yeah. sense. No, yeah, kind of like a flashback, like it. Certain things can trigger, can just trigger and turn, you know, something on. Not all the way, but for me, you know, will like trigger something. And then I got, then I got to look at it so that I can, you know, so I can keep going. But that (sighs) whole thing with, with um, Dr. Ford, you know, I was crying. I was sitting there crying because I felt her, she didn't want to be there. She did yeah. not want to be there. She did not want to be there. No. She was doing, I, you know, she was trying to do the right thing for the country. That this guy, can't, you know, he can't, he, he, for a, a, a million other reasons, he shouldn't be a Supreme Court justice. Kind of wish they brought up the other crap. Hmm. You know, his finances yeah. and all of that, you know. Yes, the fi- but, yes. Oh, God, Francie, I want to hug you right now. Yeah, yes. I'm hugging you and I'm hugging Kat. Like virtually hugging, hugging, hugging. You know that was the thing. They, we were gaslighted once again by these assholes. We were gaslighted again. Hey, look over here. Look, look, look. Meanwhile, 
all this other crap's going on. Yeah. And yeah. the new the news, I can't even watch the news anymore because it's that goddamn fucking jerk. I know. I'm there I know. all the time. It well, is that fucking jerk. And then what well, his idiot wife is wearing, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. come here. Well, well Francie, <laughs> oh, Francie. God. Francie, I gotta let yes. you go. I gotta let you go because we got another okay. caller on the line. Uh, but I wanted okay. to. I wanted okay. to see. I want. Hold on. I wanted you to see. Uh, to see what you thought of my new sound clip. Okay. Uh, this one. Ooh. Do you like that? Yes, <laughs> I love it. Ooh. 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 <laughs> what is it? Ooh. Ooh. It's oof. Oof. Is it boof? Oof. Oh, no, it's, it could be. A, it could be a boof. <laughs> We we got it. Well, we, my shitty little. Okay. We got it, okay, for it to be a boof. For it to for it to be a boof, we need a Drano. Look for Alice in the mail. Uh, okay. <laughs> bye. I love you guys. Bye bye. I love you, Francie. Bye bye. All right, Heather. Thanks for calling in. Uh, sorry, things got a little heavy there, but we got some we got some very good stories from people going on. Uh, but Heather, thanks for calling. What's up? Okay. Um, I watch this segment on 60 Minutes with Susan Collins and Heidi Heitkamp. Oh. And were they together? Yeah, no, they were not, thankfully. Okay. okay. I don't think it would have went well. <laughs> um, when I saw Heidi Heitkamp, I saw someone who was sincere and I saw somebody who I think cares about people. When I saw Susan Collins, I didn't see that. I, I just, ugh. It just, she, at this point, she just makes me so upset. And sick, it's just sickening to oh. see her, hear her voice, ugh. You know, and I, I really didn't want to, but I thought, well, do it. And, but I would try to, I would, when she, when Susan Collins was on, I would look away and, you know, just kind of pretend it's like, oh God, no, I can't, I'm not gonna, you know. But then when um, Heidi Heitkamp came on, I was much more, Heidi Heitkamp seemed a lot more sincere and it, I just, I wanted to go hug her. Yeah. You know, Heather, I heard that Heidi Heitkamp, um, she, uh, in her in her journey to say no, she actually listened. No, she didn't listen. She watched um, Kavanaugh's testimony with the sound turned off. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it, from what I've read, it was at that point where she, did you, was that in the, um, 60 minutes interview because what I heard is she's like I I didn't listen to it I watched it and when I watched it she said no just based on how he looked oh my goodness but he just oh my it just ooh but <laughs> I I just when I saw it she did say um as far it wasn't just so much that he lied or he may have lied about what could have happened, but his m- mannerisms. Oh, his demeanor was he, fucking horrible. His physicality. Yeah, his demeanor was horrible. Yeah. Ugh. And she just, it's, 
But I mean, I wanted to go hug her. She made, yeah, yeah. You know, it. She put, you know, she just made people feel comfortable and at ease, and I'm glad that she did that. Me too. What's amazing to me sure. about that is that both Heidi Heitkamp and Susan Collins, th- these two women are really kind of a a way to just look at left and right. Because Heidi Heitkamp, she was she was in the yes column. She was actually she said this. She was in the yes column for voting for for Kavanaugh, and and as I just said a little while ago, she watched testimony with the sound turned off and she said no and you flip it over to susan collins and she was in the no category Mm -hmm. and she listened to she listened to kavanaugh and it was at that at that point when she's like yeah i'm gonna vote for him that's fucked up well another thing i'm i yeah, All right, and we like we only got a couple, couple minutes. Few, uh, we only got a few seconds left here. Uh, but uh, Heidi, go ahead and uh, uh, finish your thought. Or I'm sorry, Heather. 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 Yeah, you're talking Colin. about Heidi Heidkamp, and I, I'm talking. <laughs> we got two two double H uh, names here. Oh yeah. So <laughs> well, Collins went to lunch with McConnell and God only knows who. Uh huh. So that I there's. There's some, uh, let's just say fuckery, I'm sure, but, you know. Yeah, I just, there's something that just, something stinks about this whole thing. Uh, Well, I'm going to, I'm just going to put this out there. Everybody needs to go out there and look into um, Susan Collins' husband. Mm Mm-hmm. Take a look at the husband. Oh, lovely. Well, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I'm giving so, you all homework. All right. All right, Randy. All right. Oh, thanks, Randy. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Heather, we love yeah, you. I'm we, not Randy. Uh, yeah, I'm Rainy. You, Rainy. Rainy Rhodes. <laughs> Rainy Rhodes. Heather, we love you. Thank you for calling in, but we really got to get going to the break. Uh, we, got, we got a trash Ted Cruz when we come back. It's going to be funny. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. All right, so well, serious, she, she's everybody. like, I'm done. Click. <laughs> so, <laughs> go, go and Google Susan Collins' husband. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You know what you have to do for that, right? Go do a Google search. You're going surfing on the internet. All right. There's your homework. While we go to the break, we're going to be right back. Uh, I, I think it's time. It's time for a song of uh, outreach. <laughs> <laughs> At least an outstretched finger a digit aimed at the sky (laughs) macaroni coming up here on this break we'll be right back with the final segment of turn up the night right after this now that you become acquainted with the enlightened turn up the night with kenny pick system in contrast to the outdated capitalistic way of life you are now prepared for the next step of your indoctrination which will be most difficult Oh, 
play when you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out your final checks way off this is what you need when you run out of weed or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed this is what you need when them ends don't meet this is what you need when you fighting in the street this is what you play when you all the way through this is what you play when you say fuck you fuck you. this is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck or down on your luck throw your motherfucking fingers in the air for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shoulder Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. 
This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. <laughs> Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Thank you, Scranton, Pennsylvania. <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> uh, and thank you to all, uh, all the wonderful callers we had tonight. Of course, uh, Adam, Cat, Francie, and Heather. We really appreciate. It. Not Heidi, Heather. So we're talking about Heidi Heidkamp and, and Heather. <laughs> I got all confused. So so many H names. Um, but yeah, so welcome back, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Electric City. Uh, what do we got in store for the Tim Carmel show tonight at ten fifteen p.m. Eastern? Uh, tonight, um, <clears throat> we have a visit from, uh, from Brett Gump. Oh, not Brett Booth? Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> our show art has, has a barrel of boof <laughs> Bar- on the bench with him. Boof, boof, barrel of boof. Wow. So, but anyway, uh, yeah. I, I want to thank Rain for letting me look up. Susan Collins' husband. Oh. I didn't realize she married Mitch McConnell. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, geez. It's not quite Mitch, but oh, it really is similar, right? Oh, yeah. They're yeah, there's a, there's a father leader thing going on there. And she Gross. married him in 2012. I know. Oh, newlyweds. I huh? saw that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yes, newly olyweds. <laughs> Oldly weds, <laughs> oily weds, because they're greasy. Yeah, you can pick it up. I'm not I'm kidding. I, her husband is very strange. See, you know what Ooh. they say: there's a lid for every liar. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody they- listening, Google Susan Collins' husband. 
Yeah. Go or do Mitch a Google McConnell. search. You're going surfing on the internet. Ooh. Yeah. Or Mitch McConnell. <laughs> They're the same person. Yeah. Well, the, apparently, I'm. I'm. I'm curious. My curious. Apparently, some Russian connections I, too, I'm right? Just, yeah. Yes. Yes. There is a Russian connection. Oh, and speaking of which, of course, welcome back, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington D.C. Also, the the old uh, troll farm in Russia. Uh, you know, the the the, the bond farm. Yeah. I, no surprise here. Uh, Molotov cocktail tossed into what, what, what was that? What was that? Uh, that that uh, what was that? Where was that? Was that in um, St. Petersburg? St. Petersburg. Yeah, the the troll farm where they they did all the social media and interference in the election and everything. Um, and they, basically turned into a whole media factory. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> kaboom! Kaboom! Yeah. Oof! Oh wow! Uh, <gasps> Uh, it's gone. <laughs> and it took firefighters three weeks to get there. <laughs> oh, there you go, Joe. <laughs> we have fire in Troll Farm. Okay, we'll be there three weeks, give or take. Three weeks. <laughs> yes. so, so what do you think? Do you think that Putin did it? Or do you think that... Because oh. it was Putin, right? Loose ends. Loose ends. Yeah. Right. Well, that's yeah. Here, tie them up. Here, here's the <laughs> story. Them down one or the other. Here, here's the story from the Moscow Times, comrade. The Moscow Times. Uh, infamous St. Petersburg troll factory set on fire. <laughs> wow, their their fire trucks in Russia look old as shit. <laughs> According to that picture, yeah. That's why, they, that's why they take three weeks to get there. The they actually were across the street. <laughs> the 1950s called. They want their they want their truck back. Jesus it says the office of Russia's infamous troll factory, believed to be the vanguard of Russia's infamous war, or I'm sorry, information war, has been set on fire in Saint Petersburg overnight, three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> an investigation. Uh, uh, anyway, but yeah, the, it's the troll farm. Basically, somebody went in and chucked a Molotov cocktail in there, and set the whole thing on fire. Yeah. That doesn't sound <laughs> suspicious or anything. <laughs> no. And then no. this this comes hot on the heels. I, we didn't even talk about this. Who was the Russian guy? The the Russian guy who set up the Trump the Tower helicopter. meeting? Yeah. The hell, yeah. Yes. It, yes. The helicopter was shot down. Oh, was it shot down? Uh, yeah. Well. Uh. Well. Well. You know. You have to understand. Uh. The Russian government. The Russian government reported. I'm not making this shit up. I'm not making this shit up. But the Russian government reported that they were flying in adverse conditions. <laughs> Meaning the man on on the flight was uh, was my target. <laughs> so no, they adverse. they just happened yeah, to be in the helicopter dude. That helicopter yeah. dude was the lawyer for Mar what Vetelnishkaya. Vetelnishkaya. Vesselnitskaya, yeah. whatever. Vessel oh, yeah. Vessel Vesselnitskaya. Yes, and uh, he Christ. and he was up in the sky, flying in. And then um, he was down and dia. Adverse conditions. <laughs> yes. it, it was. Yeah. It was adverse conditions. There, there happened to be a missile shower at that time. Uh, missile shower. <laughs> it's an idiot helicopter. 
Jesus Christ. Oops. Sharp Oops. Sorry. Oops. Got nothing to do with any of this. Oops. Any of it. Oopsie. Yeah. Oops. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Hang up some loose ends. Yeah. What do we Jesus do? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, we only have a few minutes left for uh, the uh, the uh, the the Ted Cruz stuff. I promise everybody about, and this is funny because it's not actually Ted Cruz. But if he were listening to it, he'd say, "Why am I persecuted?" Well, you're gonna find out, ter- turd, turd Cruz. Uh, hopefully, turd lose is what we can call him uh, after November. But um, they're uh, the 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 filmmaker behind Boyhood. Uh, 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 Richard Linklater. Uh, he enlisted the, the help of actor Sonny Carl Davis to do this that ad. Movie was great, by the way. Well, there you go. There you go. So the guy behind that did this ad, and, and it's about uh, you know, because uh, Cruz has been sending out a, a thing saying Ted Cruz, he's Texas tough, or tough as Texas, <laughs> tough as Texas. <laughs> Well, this is the ad. This is uh, the ad that's gonna knock him down a few pegs. And I think John Britavo, if he if he hasn't heard this, um, this is probably you know, <laughs> uh, he would not say, "Are you shitting me?" about this. I think he would approve. Um, Somebody left something on my door the other day. Is it Ted Cruz, toughest Texas? <laughs> I mean, come on. If somebody called my wife a dog and said my daddy was in on the Kennedy assassination, I wouldn't be kissing their ass. You stick a finger in their chest and give them a few choice words. Or you drag their ass out by the woodshed and kick their ass, Ted. (laughs) Come on. Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great ad, isn't it? Yeah. And that's and actually when we uh, last one of the last times I talked to John, whether it was on Turn Up the Night or Mike or on uh, uh, the Tim Carmel show, I I brought that up. I was like, you know, Texas is is very strong on family and protecting your family, no matter what your political stripe or anything else is. There's one thing about Texas, and honestly, just about every state. But Texas, you know, to a certain degree, is very, very, very strong having, you know, you stand up for your family. And when I heard this, I was like, thank you for proving my point. <laughs> you know, uh, that was beautiful. I want to I want to give that to I think we need a, 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 a boogity. Amen In Jesus no. name, boogity, boogity, boogity. And fuck it, let's just hear it one more time too, because that was that was too good. That was it's only twenty eight seconds. Somebody left something on my door the other day. Is it Ted Cruz, toughest Texas? <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. If somebody <laughs> called my wife a dog and said my daddy was in on the Kennedy assassination, I wouldn't be kissing their ass. You stick a finger in their chest and give them a few choice words, or you drag their ass out by the woodshed and kick their ass, Ted. Come on, Ted. Ooh. <laughs> Ted. Oh, Ted. tough as Texas. I just love the first part where he where he laughs. He's like, somebody left something on my door the other day. Is it Ted Cruz, tough as Texas? <laughs> <laughs> 
that just that. <laughs> oh, 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 that's brilliant. And again, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Ted Cruz. I hope. And I yeah. just want to put this out there. I, mm-hmm. I want Collins out now, but mm-hmm. get Cruz voted out now. Oh, I got a hate on. I got a hate on for me for all uh, me for Ted Cruz, man. He, uh, that's that's the one that we need to get out of yes. office. Do you now, know? See, with Susan Rice, know. Susan Rice is going to run against Collins. Yes, I, I saw and that. If she does. That's twenty twenty. Yeah. I'm slamming my desk. But wait to hear the Benghazi commercials if she runs against Collins. Oh Jesus oh, God! She, she can handle oh, it. Could you she can imagine? handle it. Oh, I think At she can. I think point, she can too. So many of these Benghazi believers are going to be dead. They're old people. Yeah, well, uh, but anyway, all right. We only have 10 minutes left in the program here. So, uh, but it, one more time, I just want to hear the first part of that. Somebody left something on my door the other day. Is it Ted Cruz, toughest Texas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ted Cruz. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and of course, one more time. Why am I persecuted? Because you suck. Because <laughs> he's a big wimp. Yeah. Oh, and oh, you wear God. paisley robes with he's no pockets. He's such a slobbery. Yes. He's, yes. Such a, he's such a slobbery little monster. I mean, seriously, how the fuck? I mean, somebody's calling his wife a dog. Look at that little fucking goblin. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> and that little goblin did did his did his um the rally the rally that he was supposed to have with Trump. Did that happen yet? No, no. Oh, they, they really? Fight, there's no more phone booths in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else but isn't happening? Do you happening? find that funny that it was announced a couple of weeks ago and it hasn't happened? Well, um, no, I don't find that strange at all. Um, what, what? No, I do find. Yeah, actually, yeah, I do find that a little strange. But another thing that happened, Rain, is uh, Cruz backed out of a town hall with Beto. So Beto's yeah. doing the town hall on his own. After he wanted to have all these debates? Yep. And do you know, I mean, do we, do we even... He's tough as Texas. Do we even have to speculate as to why Ted Cruz wouldn't do a town hall with Beto? It's because he would be eviscerated by the audience for yes. being such a piece of shit tough as texas right You're, uh, uh, i'm sorry i gotta do it one more time somebody left something on my door the other day is it ted cruz tough as texas <laughs> that's why he didn't do it because he's a coward he's a coward so and you know who and you know who to blame ted cruz blame yourself you, there you go uh, so, uh, all right, let's get to the Mad Libs. They're they're sorry, they're pretty sorry, pretty thought, short. I thought my no. chicken was pretty good. It was. That was that was a good chicken. That was a good. It was good. like a, Was that KFC extra crispy or original? It was the oh. chicken that was live before Kentucky Fried Chicken killed oh, it. Okay, there you go. Okay, here we go. Mad Libs, everybody. I was mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad. Get Mad Libs. <laughs> Oh, God bless Matt Libs. 
Oh, uh, William. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Will in Chicago. Uh, Will from Chicago says, uh, "Beto, bring a cardboard cutout of Cruz and dress it in a chicken outfit." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There you go. And then we can say. Somebody left something on my door the other day. Is it Ted Cruz, toughest Texas? Or <laughs> <laughs> dress, dress it up like Grandpa. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you can join the Junior Vampire Club of America. <laughs> <laughs> he could dress it up as Grandpa and hang it upside down. <laughs> oh Go man! Bedo. So I'm, I'm, uh, you guys are forcing my hand. Hiya, kids! It's me, your friend Grandpa. I gotta tell you, I am starting a new club, and I want you to join. It's called the Junior Vampires of America. I'm there you go. So. <laughs> He is so not Texan. That is so uh, no. New York. Well, if you listen to Ted Cruz, where's his drawl? So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Ted Cruz I sucked, ain't got no drawl. I sucked the drawl up into my nose. <laughs> I left it in Canada. Uh, I swear his face is imploding more and I more every day. What a troll. What a goblin. Oh. Um, uh, so, all right, here we go. Mad Libs. Um, let me see. Rain, I need a number. Uh, um, eh, 69. Joe, another number. 24, it's the biggest number. 24, <laughs> hey, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> forget it, it's the biggest number, 24. Okay, uh, Rain, the last name of a conservative. Oh. Hannity. All right, Joe, a verb. Oof. <laughs> <Dear> God. Rain. <laughs> Rain. Uh, the name of a, another male conservative. Full name of a male conservative. A full name of a male conservative. Brett Kavanaugh. No, wait, wait. Bart O'Kavanaugh. Okay, Ooh. Bart. 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 O'Kavanaugh. Yes. All right, you was got that, it. Was that the name that we're talking about? Bart? I think, yeah. Yeah, I th- yeah I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain it was. Okay, jo- with fart. Joe, or mm. it does not rhyme with boof, but it should. Um, <laughs> Joe, another number. <laughs> she was 24, it's the biggest number. Um, <laughs> 16. 16, so that's good. You went lower. Um, <laughs> yes. You can't and, go higher than 24. All right, uh, Rain. An animal, plural, or just just give me an animal and I'll make it plural for you. Um, hyenas. Hyenas. Okay. Uh, Joe, a uh, female conservative. Um, Susan Collins. <laughs> Not the recently resigned hey, from the UN, Nikki Haley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm and I'm I'm uh, and I'm Robert Redford. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Rain, an article of clothing, plural. Oh, um, panties. All right, Joe. I need an adverb. <laughs> I say boofily. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
uh, uh, leaky. Leaky. There we go. Or le- leakily. Leakily. <laughs> leakily. Uh, and Rain, you get the last one. An occupation. Um, Don't say moil. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. I wasn't going to do that. I'm not going to put that Supreme, in my head. Supreme Court An Justice. occupation? <laughs> Scotus appointee. Uh. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh, man. That's some spelling. Okay, let's go to appointees. I got it. All right, so here we go. This uh, comes to us from a newish Mad Lib book called Prime Time Mad Libs, everybody. And you know what? This one is... It is timely, quantifiable, and oratund. Do you know what that means? No. You know what? One thing I... You know what? I, I know what one thing means is uh, <laughs> Cleveland sports team making it to the World Series, i.e. the Indians. Didn't happen. In no, this, no in this, we did not. No, no, it's oh. not going to happen either. We got an email about all the games that were supposed to happen if that was going to happen, and then uh, Monday rolled around. It did happen. And there were so many, <laughs> there were so many sad faces on the train, and I was like, "Oh no, what possibly could have happened? Could a Cleveland team? Could could it be that a Cleveland team sucked today?" So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Tim Caramel would approve. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So this this Mad Lib is World Series broadcast. Fortunately, nobody gave me the Indians as uh, anything here. Uh, hard to believe? Ooh. No, no, impossible to believe. Here we are in the bottom of the ninth. Penis. Oh. 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 Wait a second. Hold Don't on. Hold on. I gotta have a Me Too house. movement. The bottom of the ninth penis? Yeah, that's what it was. Don't that sounds a little rapey. Kind of does. Uh, okay. the, the score is tied. There are two outs and the pants are loaded. <laughs> oh, well, that's well, way that less <laughs> That happens. And yes, the count is on the batter is 69 and uh, and yes, the count on the batter is 69 and 24. Oh dear god. What an unbelievable moment. There isn't a fan sitting in his or her tongue. Oh god. They're really? all they're all standing on their taints, screaming at the top of their kidneys. Here comes oh. the pitch. Yep. <laughs> Here comes the pitch. It's a 90-mile-an-hour evil ball. Foul. Hannity just managed to boof the ball with the end of his butt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how you do that. Sure. There you go. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Let's get back to this broadcast. I'm thrilled as to how I'm reading this as a sports announcer. (laughs) Bardo Kavanaugh rubs up another scrotum. Steps, (laughs) steps Steps on the phlegm. And gets his yep. under and gets his underpants from the catcher squatting behind the shoe. Here it oh, comes. Wow. And there it goes, ladies and gentlemen. It's a 16-foot home run. 
I even I even know I even understand the humor of that. Jump in here and say that that phlegm helped him. Yeah. Wow, what a murder fisty ending to a truly illegitimate game. Yep. Man. Sixteen footer. Let, let me try and read that. Let me try and read the whole thing <laughs> real quick, like an actual announcer with the, with the po- dramatic pauses and stuff. Hard to believe. No, po- impossible to believe. Here we are in the bottom of the ninth penis. The score is tied. There are two outs and the pants are loaded. And yes, the count on the batter is 69 and 24. What an unbelievable moment. There isn't a fan sitting in <laughs> In his or her tongue, they're all standing on their taints, screaming at the top of their kidneys. Here comes the pitch. It's a 90-mile-an-hour evil ball. Foul! Mm-hmm. Hannity just managed to boof the ball with the end of his butt. Bardo- <laughs> That's how you do that. Bardo Cavanaugh rubs up another scrotum, steps on the phlegm, and he gets his underpants from the catcher, squatting behind the shoe. <laughs> Here it comes. And there it goes, ladies and gentlemen. It's a 16-foot home run. Wow. What a murderous ending to a truly illegitimate game. There we go. All right. That was perfection. Thank you. It was. It wasn't too bad. Any game you win with a 16-foot home run has to be (laughs) illegitimate. And it also has to involve phlegm. Sure. Uh, I think maybe everybody slipped on the phlegm, fell straight on their taints, and couldn't oh my God. couldn't run to catch the ball. Uh, so, all right. Well, although a lot of ball players rub their scrotum. I know that. <laughs> well, doesn't everybody rub their scrotum sometimes? At some point. But they do it in public, in front of thousands of fans all the time. I'm telling you, that was a brilliant, brilliant Mad Libs. It was. That was that was pretty good. Again, even I got the humor and I'm I'm sports challenged as well. And it was it was so. sportsy. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm trying to find it. God, what was the Oh man, what is that like uh what what's the the Royal British cuz I don't think this is going to work cuz the next one is Masterpiece Theater. So this music, I, I'd ah. like to have some regal uh, British music. What was, bum, bum, dum, dun, dun, dun. what what is that? I I got that before for you, Joe, on something. I don't remember what it's called. It's it's, it's called like um, promenade or something. <laughs> uh, uh, God save the queen. That's that's. <laughs> and a ro- fascist regime. No, I don't know what it is. We'll just do the uh, we'll do the Monty Python. So here we go. All right, Masterpiece Theater, to be read by Susan Collins. Oh. For it for an hour. <laughs> Good God. Very condescendingly and nastily. And Google her husband. And I really think that, um, anyway, go ahead. I don't, no, right, so. I don't. Why? I'm going to vote yes. Oh. Because... I, I was going to should have anyway. got a goddamn goat to go up there and read it. Okay, so <laughs> so must must have guy. I thought it was Mitch. I didn't. Know. Uh, Sorry. 
Okay, that was a little aggressive of me. Okay, all right. So, Masterpiece Theater to be read by Susan Collins for at least an hour. No story ever told seems to legally capture the hearts and socks of sleazy readers, as does the legend of King Arthur and the shitheads of the corrupt table. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, the, sh- the shitheads of King. Yeah, the shitheads of the corrupt Shit. table. That's good. So, <laughs> if we choose to believe the Arthur legend and go along with the story, as this angry king removed a sleepy stone, <laughs> the depressing uh, from from a sleepy stone, the depressing sword called Excalibur. Then we are giving ourselves permission to enjoy this evening's performance. So without further ado, let us visit the Kingdom of Camelot, where the disgusting knights perform heroic sandals, rescue Supreme Court <laughs> appointees. <laughs> in in distress, in distress. <laughs> and in panties of armor, ride off <laughs> on majestic hyenas in search of adventure. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Panties wow. of armor. That's yeah. a visual. Yeah, it is. It's like panties a, of armor. It's like a chastity belt. I love panties it's of such... armor. That that was a, a an adventure cartoon in the eighties. Panties of armor. <laughs> Look yeah, the panties in armor, armor go. So. <laughs> What what Wonder Woman wears? Isn't panties of armor? Isn't that chainmail? Chainmail, yeah. You can, you can make chainmail uh, underpants. Sure, why not? It's also a. And they breathe. I hear Russian, they. Yeah. It's also a Russian women's rack group. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, also, Pussy Riot <laughs> as well. <laughs> Pussy Riot and panties of armor. Panties of armor. Panties of armor. They were the opening act. Oh my my goodness! Wow, that's a that's a hard act to follow. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up. We're a little bit over time, but it's good to have you back tonight, Rain. I know you're taking off Friday uh, uh, because you've got family coming in to see the new house, which is very exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they can go see your new uh, uh, meat vending machine that you're going to have in your dining room. Yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> Seriously, uh, if you can find if you can find a reasonably priced meat vending machine, I will buy that for you for a housewarming present. I swear to God, a meat vending machine. Yeah, yeah. you do it, Kenny. If you do, I swear to God, I'll put it in the dining room. <laughs> oh, Joe is. Maybe you weren't a regular on the show. Were you on the show when uh, Rain and Bobber went to France and talked about the meat vending machine? Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you, you remember. Yes. So, there yes, you. I do. I'll right. put it right in the dining room because oh, that yes, dining stick- room is going to be a French-inspired restaurant. Uh-huh. Don't, put it next to the French, don't, don't put it next to the French public restaurant. Oh yeah! Oh no no no! no you're no, not no. gonna have a you're not gonna have a French urinal out in the urinal uh, <laughs> next to the 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Started off a little hot there, that music, that French music. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, the French. Ah, the French. Oh, the breathing uh, of the, the air in front of the sidewalk where I'm taking a wee-wee. A wee-wee. <laughs> Come to Pierre's along the Champs-Elysees where we have urinals and meat machines. For no. your it's not that bad in France. Don't get your ca- your wee wee caught in the Zimith machine. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Otherwise, you will have an unforgiving hot dog. Oh. It does not give change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Does not it- give change. Challenge. <laughs> I, I challenge. Get your wee wee in the meat machine. You will have to leave a tip. <laughs> I would love a meat machine. I would love one of those. And I will tomorrow. I'm going to find the picture. I'm going to put it out to turn up the nights. If anybody finds one of those, I will put it in the dining room. I swear to God. I, I'm 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 going to be on the hunt. I'm going on to eBay tonight. So, a meat we'll machine. A meat vending machine. Yes, it was a it meat vending machine. Wait, used to have those in New York. They used to call them. Uh, what did they call mm. them? Uh, uh, automats. Automats. Yeah, this was. Th- they sold was cans, cans of, of of like um um spam. No, it wasn't Potted spam. Meat it was uh, of spam. My God, canned it hams. Was, it was lame. Canned hams. Lame <laughs> Lemme. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll figure out what it is. We're 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 like ten minutes over. We'll, we got We will. We yeah, we're it. running okay. late. Joe, so. I'll I'll figure it out. I'll show it to you tomorrow. You'll okay. remember. All right. Hey, yeah. Well. All right, Rain. <laughs> uh, what do you got for us on the way out of the program? What I got tonight is um, thanks for for everybody for understanding why I couldn't be here Friday. Um, I'm back. I'm in the game. We're gonna win. We're going to win. Um, we're going to kick their ass. And uh, I'm kind of heartbroken. I really am. I'm kind of heartbroken about it. But I, I put I posted this on my sta- my Facebook page. And I, I want to say this here, now, out there, in the, in the, in the Evermore. Yeah. Um, in the coming years... When he got on the court, and I'm not going to give in until the final vote. I said this before he got the final vote. Um, Roberts will become the swing vote. Kavanaugh is like Scalia without the sexual assault allegations and yada yada. So I really do think that we're at a zero-sum game. I really do believe this. Mm -hmm. Just keep that in mind. We're at a zero-sum game. Well, Kavanaugh is off. He's awful. Oh yeah. But oh yeah. We're there's still hope. I I think that Roberts is going to become the swing vote. I've said that for about six months now. Yeah, yeah, and and we we shall see what happens. Yeah. But um, so that's, but my, we, we, that's my all right. Parting shot. All right. And Joe, uh, what do you got? Because uh, Tim Carmel show is coming up in a hot minute here. Well, you better go to the Tim Carmel. I just want to thank all the women who had the courage to come forward and tell their stories these last few days. Agreed. Thank you. Agreed. Uh, anything else, Joe? I love you for that, Joe. That's all. All right. 
Uh, okay, everybody, have a great uh, week. Uh, we'll see everybody on Friday. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to tell all y'all, and I can't remember what it was. Um, but uh, it must not have been that important. I'll have it for you on Friday if it is that important. But anyway, have a great night, everybody. Thank you to all of our lovely callers tonight for uh, giving us a call and sharing their experiences. Um, I love our stories. Me too. Uh, best root vegetables money can buy. But we don't even have to oh. buy them. They're just, you know, they're just our friends. Uh, so mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see everybody on Friday. Have a great week. Bye-bye. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. Somebody left something on my door the other day. Is it Ted Cruz, toughest Texas? (laughs) Why? I I persecuted.